It's oh so quiet. Shh, shh. It's oh so still. Shh, shh. You're all alone.
Hey everyone, and welcome to Worlds of DC Podcast, a podcast for all things DC. Today, Saturday, January 11th, 2020, and this is our first episode of 2020, so Happy New Year, everyone. Um, and you're listening to Episode 7, The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Birds of Prey trailer. Uh, my name is Mikey from Detroit. My name is Haley from South Jersey. My name's Keith from Virginia. My name's Aaron from Texarkana. My name is Tabitha from Miami. I'm Mike from North Carolina. I'm Jamari from Orlando. I'm Romeo from Dallas. And I'm Kwamani from Memphis. All right, so hey everybody, I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Okay, so uh, a lot of stuff happened <laughs> uh, since we recorded the last episode. And, you know, it's funny because we literally... Like, if you guys are in our, our, our Worlds of DC group chat, it was like, every, every day we're like, where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? And we're just like so <laughs> confused. Like, why are they not marketing this movie? And so finally they started to. Um, they released the trailer, which is the big thing that we're going to be talking about today. The second trailer for Birds of Prey. Um, but then they also released uh, the Diamonds track uh, with Normani and Megan Thee Stallion as well as the video. Uh, so we're going to talk about that as well. So... Um, I guess right before we go into, like, breaking down the trailer, we can just get everybody's, like, thoughts overall. Uh, I liked it a lot. I actually thought it was better than the first trailer because the first trailer was really, like, a tease. This is, like, more of an idea of, like, what the story is. And I love the song that they picked for it. I think it's great. Um, I also really like to get to see more of, like, the characters, like, more, um, you know, we get to see the Canary Cry, we get to see Black Mask. Like, I really like that stuff. But we can talk about that when we get to it, but... Uh, yeah, so I guess just what are you guys' thoughts on the trailer as like as a whole? Um, I was really, I, I enjoyed it so much. I was so excited when, you know, when it dropped and we were waiting and it was so anticipated. So I think that that hype was like kind of a good thing that we waited for it. And then once we got it, it was so, like Mikey said in, in our group chat, it was so clean. It was like the music choice was great. I love the colors. I love, you know, the interaction with the characters that they showed us so far. And I love that they sh- gave us a little bit more as far as what you said, like the Canary Cry and Black Mask and all of that. It just really, it really got you excited for the actual movie and not just the characters. You're actually seeing like what it's going to be all about. And the fact that the yeah. fighting scenes look so good just from the trailer, like the yeah. action's going to be so clean that it's It's just, it, it's so good. I, I would really enjoy the trailer. Yeah, I agree, and I want to comment on something you said, because, like, um, for for the first trailer, for, at least for me, like, Birds of Prey, and, like, everything up until this point, Birds of Prey really seemed like a really cool, like, concept, like, the sales pitch for it, but I feel like now it finally started to, like, come into focus, like, I can see what the movie's gonna be, right. and it's so good, <laughs> so. Exactly, so now we actually have, like, an idea, you know, rather than just, like, oh, we love all these characters, and there's gonna be a movie, now we know. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the trailer was awesome. Its its style was impeccable. Its uh, defense was impregnable. It was just from the dialogue to the action scenes that we saw. Of course, finally seeing just a snippet of the canary cry was just oh so delicious. And finally, <laughs> to, finally to see a canary cry done right in live action is just a, yeah. a, is just finally. amazing. It's just an amazing thing to see. The music choice um, was awesome. The way that it would crescendo when the action would pick up and then it would settle. Yeah. And they needed, yeah. needed the dialogue to really pop out. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I uh, compare it 
not compare it, but I see similarities to it with the first Deadpool movie's second trailer. Whereas mm. you kind of were the first trailer kind of had you like like you said it kind of get presented the concept in a good way, but you kind of wasn't all the way sold on it. But then the second trailer really just hammered it home. Like yeah, this is a must see. It's gonna be kicking indoors, waving the four four, just having everybody hyped and excited to see it. So that's what that's yeah. really gave it you know gave it the kudos for me. Yeah, another thing too I like um, before somebody else can go ahead, but I like like what you said about like the crescendo of the music. I love Warner Brothers always does that with like the DC trailers. They have the music cut so perfectly to like the shots. I love that. I think that's so cool every time. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love the trailer because it was just everything. It was bright. It was colorful. And you can tell this is going to be a... Lord, I hate using this word. Y'all know I hate using this word. It's going to be a fun movie. (laughs) You can tell it's going to be a real fun movie. Now she used fun. (laughs) Yes, I used fun. She hates fun. Probably going to break out in hives later, but I used fun. (laughs) <laughs> but overall, like you guys said, we've seen when we got the first trailer, it was kind of like a taste of what's going to be. But with this one, we see more. And probably when we get the final trailer, if there is a final trailer, it'll probably be even better than this one. Also, I'm really glad to see the Canary Cry done right. Like we've, you know, like y'all said, because... It hasn't been we've never done seen right. it before on live action. Right? We have never seen it yeah. before on live action done properly. Right, so, right, right. Once again, cough, cough. Exactly. Here's my usual podcast reminder: you people go see this movie so I can get proper representation of Black Canary and Green Arrow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Black Canary <laughs> representation you. matters. Yes, Thank you. <laughs> representation matters. <laughs> True. Real quick, quick, if I can add, I feel like the first trailer, like it was before, you know, we always speculated the the R rating, but like now with the final, this, the, the second trailer, we like see like, you know, the little things that I guess we will talk about once we break it down, but it really gives that R-rated tone that like we're, yeah. we're very excited for. And um, I, yeah. I think that was cool how they added those little things in the trailer just to tell us like, yep, it's R-rated, you know, you're going to, you're going to see why, you know, and that was kind of cool to be shown that yeah. finally. But I, I love that they did it in like a Harley way too. Like Harley has a shotgun, exactly. but like when she shoots you, it's a glitter gun. Like that's so perfect. Like. I have yeah. a thought. Of, yeah. I, I have a thought about that, but when we do the overview of the trailer, I'll bring it up later on. But there's something that I caught the third time I watched it that really that really caught my eye, and I want to bring it up to you guys and see what Ooh. you guys think. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, does anybody else have any overall thoughts? Yeah, similar to what you guys have been saying, I know the main thing for me when I was watching the trailer, it was such a different style for a comic book movie. As so when yeah. it started with the you know the quiet shot right. of her walking in, and then actually you know a piece of the movie showing, and then with her dialogue on top of it, I was like, oh wait, what's what's going on? It's like a completely different experience. And then the music, exactly. and then when she actually um, you know the coke scene, <laughs> I was like, they're going. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I, it was really exciting. Then, of course, the Canary Cry and just seeing all of them in action is very much a Harley-focused movie. But that's okay because, you know, her is the vehicle for all these characters that we probably wouldn't have seen otherwise. So it was exciting yeah. seeing it all. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. What, with every, what everyone else is saying. I'm definitely really excited. And, like, the way Margot has just completely made me really like Harley Quinn, it's just crazy. This And this movie coming out has just confirmed to me that, like, Margot, like, her mind is so powerful because, like, the way that she's just, I don't know, I'm, it makes me excited to see Harley Quinn more, which I never thought I would say. So I'm I'm excited to see more of Harley Quinn. And, of course, you know, Black Canary, Huntress, you know, we've never seen them on the big screen before. So I'm also excited to see that. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right. Um, well, nobody else has any, you know, overall thoughts. I guess we can get into the trailer now. Um, so, just like before, I'm gonna play the audio for you guys. Just, you know, for anybody that hasn't seen it, just so you can kind of get an idea of what the trailer is, and then we're gonna break it down, and we're gonna go frame by frame and just talk about everything, maybe that you don't catch, like overall when you watch it. You know, maybe there's some things that are hidden. So, uh, so I guess here is the first. Or the second uh, trailer for Bird. Can I help you? Why, yes, yes, you can. I'm here to report a terrible crime. And what terrible crime is that? This one. Ah, shit. I told this all wrong. Quick history lesson. This all started when the Joker and I broke up. It was completely mutual. And soon enough, I was back on my feet, ready to embrace the fierce goddess within. <laughs> it's oh so quiet. Now that I cut ties with Mr. J, I'm about to learn that a lot of people You're want me dead. All alone. And at the top of that list is this guy. And so but it turns out. That wasn't the only dame in Gotham looking for emancipation. You fall in love. <laughs> He's after all of us. We can't just rob him. You betrayed him. You killed his BFF. What? You are so cool. You never. And you're dumb enough to be building a case against him. So, unless we all want to die very unpleasant death, we're gonna have to work together. Psychologically speaking, vengeance rarely brings the catharsis we hope for. Yeah. Are we ready? You blow up, Hyena in a bathtub? I named him Bruce after that hunky Wayne guy. <laughs>
All right, so that was the uh, audio for the Birds of Prey trailer, so we can go through it now. Um, so everybody got the trailer up so we can talk about it? I'm looking at this yes, boot. Yes, we do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm looking at this boot, too. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, the first shot is Harley walking into, like, I was curious, what do you guys think this place is? Because, like, somebody said it was a bank, but I don't feel like she would be reporting a crime at a bank. You know, so like no, I, I was thinking like a like a city hall like slash um, place, some type of know. government, not city hall, like a like a like a yeah government jail. building jail. I don't know. There's, Ooh, a waiting room. there's a waiting room though. Like there's like chairs. You know what I mean? Like well, there's chairs. they have those at some prisons. She could so be yeah, going to yeah. could be going to see somebody. Never know. I think, I think it was rumored or some other too. clips that she was actually going to break out cast. But I might be just jumping the gun, but it's something like going to get someone out because then you see when in other trailers and stuff, they're in the actual, the yeah, yeah, the prison, actual behind the bit, the bar. So, but I'm not sure 100%. It could be a police station, like, you mm-hmm. know, municipal police station. I just don't yeah. know. I'm probably going to get away with shooting anything <laughs> these yeah. days. Like, cops will take that <laughs> out. <laughs> I feel like it could yeah. be her, like, rescuing Cassandra if she gets arrested. Because she is wearing the um, same clothes underneath the yep. like disguise. Yeah. When she and then the breakout scene. Yeah. yeah. I think Come on, it's also, we have interesting how interconnected it is. Yeah. Also, we have to keep in mind yeah. this is this is Harley Quinn, so this could just be like a dream sequence or something. Like, you know? Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, right, because um, of what she says too. Yeah. Um. So I guess we can go to the shot of her, like in a disguise. Now, um, she says, "I'm here to report a terrible crime," and she says it in like a like she kind of uses like a hint of her natural like Australian accent, which I think is pretty cool. Now. Okay, I'm gonna rant for a second because some yeah. people, some people were like, "Well, she, her her Harley accent is so bad you can't even hold on to Inconsistent. it." <laughs> Grace ran <Yeah>. off. <laughs> so right. I I just don't understand why. Like, how is it not obvious to everyone on the face of the earth that she's doing right. it as a disguise? Like, she's not. That's she's the not first thing I thought. I intentionally, like... you know, she's intentionally not using her Harley accent because I feel like anybody who exactly. knows who Harley is would hear that and be like, "That's Harley Quinn." You know, yeah, so. she's using almost like an old Hollywood debutante type. I don't know, like, you know, like I'm here to report a terrible crime. Like, it's very like, yeah. obviously yeah. come through, boys. <laughs> that, that was good. That was perfect. Girl, you done shook me up over here. Damn. <laughs> I always say I want to be Academy Award. <laughs> right. No, this. I, I agree on that. It's supposed to be like this whole Southern Belle in disguise and, you know, she yeah. nails it. And this whole conversation about her being inconsistent and like the next couple scenes, she's using her regular Harley, you know, East Coast accent. So it's just right, so... For the rest I'm, of the trailer. Right. <laughs> it's such a joke. Right. Like if you don't understand that from seeing what she's wearing and the right. dialogue, like then you, that's on you, Grace. <laughs> I mean, even just the way she says it, like the way she... The way she like raises her, her mouth eyebrows. while she talks, like yeah, yeah raises her eyebrows. Mm-hmm. It's not the way Harley would say something. You know, Harley's very like exactly. you know street, like urban, but like this this woman that she's like you know role playing is very like proper and like you right. said like Southern Belle. So I, I think it's obvious. I don't understand how what the problem is. 
that, but <laughs> I don't, I don't um, understand the complaints I, over her accent because it sounds the exact same as it was in Suicide Squad. So it's like, right? Yeah. Well, because when they complain about the accent, they're referencing this part of the trailer. Like, but if you really think exactly. that that's inconsistency, that's on, that's on you. Yeah. I just want to. Oh, go ahead. I just want to bring up as a quick aside that this whole sequence of her in disguise is just in general one of my favorite tropes in movies, where the person yeah. disguised is obviously doing a bad job, or <laughs> and or right. should be recognizable to the person they're fooling. Yeah. But she basically gets away with it until she decides to reveal herself. So that's, I just want to bring that up. And yeah, to piggyback off of what you guys were saying, Grace Randolph took a bit of a stupid apple if she thinks that this was an uh, intentional, yep. <laughs> or this was an intentional misstep on Margot's behalf when she's doing this scene. Exactly. I don't know where exactly. this did come from. And I was going to say, I'll, 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 first, oh, when Margot first started doing the uh, accent from the first Suicide Squad, I admit the very first time I was like, that's a little underwhelming. It's not as heavy, but it's a movie and you have, you know, people's different interpretations. And I just love how it's there and it's not so, you know, exaggerated like it is in the cartoon, but but it fits for the cartoon and Margot fits for the movie. So, man, I love her accent. Right. Like voice acting is so much different than live action. Like when you're voice acting an accent, you have to kind of overdo it more. So it makes sense. And I think I think I agree with you, Romeo. I mean, I didn't dislike her, her accent in Suicide Squad, but it wasn't as thick as like I was expecting. But mm-hmm. I think now it's I feel like she's gotten really comfortable playing Harley, and like you can tell because her accent feels more comfortable, it feels more natural this time. Definitely, so, yeah. Yeah, she's killed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also just wanted to comment um, on you know the whole accent thing in general because some people said that maybe Harley was like. I mean, I think if it was me, I don't think I would. Well, I mean, I think I would know, like, because, you know, I know who Harley Quinn is. But, like, if I didn't know, I don't think I would guess just because I, I think she does a pretty good job. But, like, some people said maybe she was intentionally, like, doing a bad job because she wanted people to to not pay enough attention to notice that she was Harley. Um, and I think that's interesting. You know, like, oh, yeah, like sure. Harley Quinn is trying to act and not. And job, obviously you know? she's not doing a good job. Yeah, because she's Harley. And right. She, like, she yeah. can't be anyone but herself. So I, yeah. I also think that speaks more to Margot's talent that she can, that she can be good at acting bad. So. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool. What's going to be funny is that with this all being in Harley's perspective, so it's twisted and you can barely trust it anyway, she might right. just be in some padded cell and, you know, the very beginning she might have been caught and is in jail right now. So it could all just be in her head right yeah i mean you never know it could be like maybe like her fantasy like maybe when she first breaks up with joker this could be like her fantasizing that she like breaks him out of jail and they get back together or something like you never know because christina hotson the screenwriter has said that like they did a lot of like you know voiceover breaking the fourth wall and like harley is not a reliable narrator which i think is really cool so yeah i love you know everything we're seeing could just be like you never know and she even says it herself in the dialogue in this in the scene in the trailer. She says, "Oh shit, I said this all wrong." <laughs> yeah, she knows that this is the wrong part to tell. Like she knows. Yeah, which I love. I love I, that line. That was great. I hate I'm about to say this, but I like this hat, this purple scarf that she has around, and this coat. It makes me feel like she's given like this. I don't want to say it, but like Jack Nicholson Joker, like yes. like it's giving yes. me that feeling. And yes. 
that's what I really love about. I really love the scarf because when I first saw this scene, I was like, "Ooh, she looks like like she's giving like this imposter of Jack Nicholson's Joker." Or that's maybe like a little, I don't know, like a maybe an Easter egg or something. But that's just me. But that's what I got this feel from. I really love this look on her. So I'm down for this. Yeah. When we saw look. it in the first trailer, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I, I loved it when we first saw the, you know, her with the gun on the up close. And I, I loved yeah. it. And I'm glad we got to see a little bit more of that in this trailer. Yeah, and I'm starting yeah, okay. to, and I, I think I'm smelling an, another makeup design Oscar for this move for the DCEU because just looking at this profile of, of Harley smiling, just the makeup is on point. Like, it's yeah. Just, yeah, like, it is. It's like just swoop the whoop and all of that. I'm just like, whoa. So, yeah. yeah. And you can see it especially well when she like lowers her glasses, like her. Like just the way that they've done, like her, um, her face is like it's not too over, yeah. like too heavy on the makeup, but like they did a good job to like make her look pretty, but still like like normal. It looks great. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then you go to the the next shot where, and I love this when she pulls out. Uh, you know when she opens her coat and like you can see her her you know yes. <laughs> everything that she has her arsenal. Like if you pause it. At like eleven seconds or like you know like twelve early twelve, you can see that there's like something colorful on the bottom. So I wonder if that's like maybe dye or something like, like because obviously she has the glitter bomb that we see her shoot in the trailer. So like I'm wondering what the colorful thing is on the bottom. Like it's like it's like yeah. red and yellow and blue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she looks so, so dope cool. there. Yeah. Yeah. And also, if you pause on her gun, she's like doodled all over her gun, which is so Harley as well. Like, yes, you can you can see like there's like teeth, and like, I can't read what it says because it's kind of small. But like you can see a bunch of like doodles and stuff. <laughs> oh no, it's, I, I think felt it's like I saw a lot of diamonds. <laughs> it looked like it's some diamonds on that gun too, as well. Yep, diamonds are girl's best friend. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think her gun says bang, bang on the barrel, which is really cool. Um, so somebody pointed out, one of you, I think it, it might have been Romeo, I'm not sure, but that when she shoots the gun, you can see, like, that it's not, like, you can tell that it's not a regular bullet. Bullet, like, yeah. It doesn't, it's like a little it doesn't look like, <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't look like when Wonder Woman deflects the bullets. It looks like, you know, something else, so. Non I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious where she gets where she gets this stuff from. Like, did she like spend hours on Redbubble, like looking for <laughs> arts and crafts to fight with? <laughs> you never know with her. A yeah. glitter bullet. I feel like it's a glitter like, bullet. Like, Harley could come up with that. I think because, as we'll see later on in the in the trailer, when she gets she snorts that white powder of unknown substance, <laughs> that we we're not quite sure what it is. I have no I idea think, what it could be. <laughs> I think I think that might create like a, a stylized hyperviolent sequence where she might oh, just have that a, would be so cool. She might just be really yeah. blow, you know, blowing those thugs or cops. I wasn't really <laughs> able to identify which side they were on, but when she shoots the guy, it could have been, you know, she's shooting glitter at them or she could have really been putting a hole through that brother and instead of seeing the giblets in the blood and from Harley's perspective, it's, you know, glitter and fantastical stuff that's yeah. 
you know, something along those lines. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> that, that, that reminds smart me of now like, that you say that. It's like yeah. Harley, that would definitely be like a, it's not like out of the realm when it's that character. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like in the comics when like, or like even in like the Arkham, or like the Injustice games, like when she sniffs fear gas and like she, like for a second, like she, cause like sometimes she enjoys it. So like she sees different things, like her vision is distorted. I think it would be so cool yeah. if they did something like that. That'd be really dope. Oh, now I'm excited. <laughs> you just made me excited. <laughs> okay. So she shoots, and then we, we close up on her face, and then this is when the voiceover comes up, when she's like, oh, shit, I did this wrong. Um, <laughs> I love, you know, back to the accent, I love her delivery. Like, I think she sounds really good, and I think the line is really good. Like, it's, it's like a trope, you know, in, in like, movies where they're like oh, let me take you back to the beginning like you're probably wondering like how i got traps. here like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like freeze frame she's like, like quick I, history I lesson that. it's like perfect <laughs> yeah i think that's great and so then we have uh we you know have the warner brothers logo and stuff dc and then we go into her the scene where she blows up ace chemicals now this is something that was like rumored for a while that this would be in the movie, so we finally have a confirmation. Um, yeah, I really like that. I'm I'm assuming this is like first 15, 20 minutes of the movie. You know, um, yeah. When she first breaks up with the Joker, she's still like upset, so like she does this out of, and it's so. I mean, obviously it's a different scale. Like we wouldn't, you know, blow up a whole building, but like when you break up with someone, you do kind of want to like destroy everything you that reminds like you that. of them, and like. Yeah, so I like that. Um, I love that it brings focus to the emancipation part of the whole movie, like her separating herself from the Joker. And I think at that point we would have already seen her. Did she already throw the axes and stuff at the at the pictures? No, not yet. Okay, my bad. Oh, that's later. But I I do love how she's driving the car and she jumps out of the you know the driver's seat and then the car like keeps you know driving in so it can blow it up like that's so harley too she's like i'm just gonna drive it myself and then jump out and then yeah. it's gonna just keep going and it's gonna <laughs> blow it up like uh-huh. she didn't need anyone to drive for her she just did it <laughs> and yeah. does anybody understand those shoes because i've seen pictures of them replicated where they're kind of like they're clear and they're soft and then you can see when she's walking in them, she's kind of limping because I don't know if the heel breaks or, you know, they're like a transparent with that. Yeah, out- I remember in the, the first set photos when she's like driving around with this, or walking around Gotham with the sandwich during the daytime. She got one yeah. shoe on. Right. Oh, that's yeah. what it OK, so it's one shoe on because you can see her limping in that scene or, yeah. not limping, you know, whatever you want to call that. <laughs> Well, maybe it came I, off when she jumped out the car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just also love the way she looked when she jumps out the car and then she looks up at the car. Like her face is like hopeful and like, oh, is it gonna? Is it gonna work? Am I yeah. doing it right? And then she sees <laughs> it and she's like, please. <laughs> yeah. I think the scene is kind of very symbolic because Ace Chemicals is where, um, essentially Harley Quinn was born. Right. But that was the, like the Harley Quinn. Like that's dedicated to the Joker, and now that she's blowing it up, she's kind of like ready to transition into who she wants to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And do you guys uh, think she uh, loads the truck up with the fireworks? Or do you think that's just Ace Chemicals that's doing all that colorful stuff? I I would like to think she loads it up because that's such a Harley thing to do. Like, right. this is going to blow up. It might as well look pretty, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I also love what she says there because she says it was completely mutual as Ace Chemicals is blowing up. It's like, yeah. we all know how the breakup goes. Like, you know, we've all seen it over and over and over again. We know it's not mutual. And then yeah. she's blowing up. It's so that. funny. I love that yeah. whole thing in the movie about, like, her... If she says one thing and we clearly see it's not that. Like, yes. Like, I love, you know, it was completely mutual. Like, obviously, you know, Harley, it wasn't, you know? <laughs> so I love, like, she 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 wants the audience to think one thing, but, like, what we're actually being shown is, like, something else. So that's really cool. Um, I also just want to say, on this close-up of her looking out, you know, looking up at the, at the building and exploding, when Birds of Prey first started shooting and, like, you know, we first got the pictures, you know, like, like, yeah. Katie, like you said, with the sandwich and everything. I have to, like, admit, I wasn't the biggest fan of, like, the confetti outfit, but I have to right. say it's, like, really grown on me. Like, me I like it a lot now. It looks, I was just thinking really about cute. that. Like, like, I love the way it looks now, especially, like, the color of it in the dark. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think we were all a little nervous because we're so used to, like, Harley's, like, she's so specific about her colors and what she wears and, you know what I mean? And I think the whole reason for her, them going a different route with the outfits was because it is about the emancipation of her. So she is yeah. kind of trying to find her own self, you know, so that's kind of... she's trying to find, like, her news. And obviously Harley, who's a person who's very, like, visually oriented, like, her style would be, like, one of the main things that would change. You exactly. Know, and that shot really does kind of remind me of the first Suicide Squad film. Yeah. Like the tone, yeah. the, like the whole color scheme. It just, it really looks like the first uh, film. The yeah, only film. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, because this is the sequel. And like, you know, we, this is actually the, the sequel. The like, sequel. Yeah. yeah. Right. We get Someone had pointed out on um, on Twitter, I believe the parallels were Harley walking in with the shoes in the beginning of the trailer, and then they mm. had a shot of her walking in um, in Suicide Squad. Yeah, and I just love yeah. how much respect at the as for David Ayer, whereas everyone yeah. else was, you know, you know, shitting on him. Here she is building a whole world off of you know his world yeah. that he created. It's true to everything that he, at least from what we could see so far, everything that he started. So. I love that. Yeah, yeah I, I love agree. that too. Um, I, cool. I also just love like um, we already talked about like the fireworks and like the color, but that's such a that's such a like beautiful shot. Like when it goes far out and you can just see like all yeah. the colors as it explodes. I think that's a really cool shot. And you can clearly say see Ace on the on the building, which is like perfect. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, like. If you watch like the trailer reactions, like I watched a couple of them. Every every time that comes up, everybody's like, "It's chemical." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh my god, it's chemical. So that's cool. Um. But yeah, so it blows up, and then we have the shot of her walking away, and I love the like gesture she does. She like wipes her hands. That's so cool. <laughs> and like, right when she's okay, doing that, she says, "I'm of. back to my." Eventually, I got back on my feet or back to myself or something like that sort, she says. And it's just perfect the way she's walking away from the explosion while saying that. Yeah. 
And um, what it really shows when she says that in, in this scene is when she was talking about being the fierce warrior and, you know, we see yeah, that she's actually, the God, she's actually a mess. The fierce goddess. Yeah. 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 So we can go to that. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say it reminded me in that in that shot. I guess we're about to talk about it. Um, Robbie Margot, she was talking about how proud she is to be a part of the DC Women Universe. I remember after she had saw Wonder Woman, you know, she was saying stuff like that, being that, that goddess within, and. You know, being so powerful to be, or proud rather to be a part of the DC Women Universe. So that executive producer hat, you know, I, I can just tell that she's that's what she was going for. But then, of course, that's <laughs> not hardly, especially not in this moment. So I just think all that is so funny. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She like found a way to incorporate that into like the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Now. I, you know, I, I want to just say, Harley, this, I know you're depressed, but, like, this cheese whiz is not good for you. Like, you uh-uh. should eat something else because, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 when I was, like, a really little kid, I liked it, but then when I got old, I was like, this is gross. You know, like, it's just, that girl but it is like something Harley would eat. <laughs> exactly. Well, y'all live yeah, I t- it's it's in character, but it's it's just yeah. nasty. <laughs> it's an exaggeration. Yeah, girl is going through. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moms and dads, stop policing Doctor Clown Lady and let her live her best life. Clearly, <laughs> 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 that's, that's just another exaggerated piece. Like another, you know, it don't even have to make sense. It's hardly eating the cheese with. I haven't seen those those in years. I didn't even know they still make them in a can. I do. Yeah, they still do. And every time I see it at the store, I just, I just like give it a stink eye. Me too. Just... Yeah. <laughs> I actually might buy me some so today. Shotgun it down Harley Quinn style. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious if, like, the next shot of, from this scene is like her being like, oh, this is nasty. It's spitting it out. <laughs> now I think you're projecting. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I also love her, like, her, like, robe or, like, you know, like, yes. whatever this is. Like, it looked like, remember, like, the Snuggie, like, from the commercial? <laughs> That's what it looked yeah. like. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like, with the bunny ears and stuff. It looks it looks great. Um, I love how, and I, I love her little, like, sob at the end. Like, once she's done with the cheese, she's just like, <laughs> and starts crying. And it's like, right, yeah. when they, right when they say, the fierce god is within, and she's just sobbing. It's so perfect. <laughs> For a breakup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I also I feel like the the production design, like the way they did her apartment is so clean. It's like so I love cool. it. I think it it looks so good. It's like, like a lot of natural know, light and like it's yeah, I love it. Yeah. I like that it's like colorful, but it's not too overwhelmingly colorful because like right. I like that it would be kind of stripped down a little bit just because she's going through something right now, you know. Um, so I like that. It actually gives me uh, Selena Cow vibes from Batman Returns. Yeah. Pink walls and all that, like just clutter and teddy bears and stuff everywhere. I love that. Mm. That's a that's a yeah. that's deep. Mm. Um, yeah, I agree. I forgot about that. I agree. It, lo- it looks a lot like her uh, apartment in Batman Returns. Um, but next shot we have here is this motorcycle scene. Now, this is Huntress. Um, we can't really see, but 
you know, later on we see Harley like jumping onto the back of it. So I think, you know, there's Huntress on her mo- motorcycle. And this is probably like an action scene where, because we saw set photos of this, like where Harley and Huntress are like working together to fight Black Mask, who I think is in that car in front of them. Yeah. Um, and I, I love any motorcycle content, Hollywood, please inject it into my veins. So yes. I love this automatically because I just think, especially women on motorcycles, like, oh my God, like, yes, please. Um, and I love, I love the fact that like Harley has a, a fight scene with like roller skates. I think that's so perfect. Uh, so Harley Quinn. So I love that. I know that's that's gonna be so freaking good. Like the colors and yeah. oh my god, it looks so good. Yeah. Can I just say a lot of people were complaining like, oh, I feel like there's not enough action. Well, what's this? <laughs> Like, right. please explain me what this is. I think all the Actually, action looks so good. I am convinced yeah. that when people watch DCEU trailers nowadays, they deliberately close their eyes and cover their ears and just right. say whatever it is. Like, they do, like, like with What's-Her-Face, Grace What's-Her-Face. I'm pretty sure <laughs> she actually, like, just doesn't watch the trailer and then sets up a camera and records herself like she's watching the trailer <laughs> and just says some random things and like with random guesses that might align kind of but in reality nobody's really sitting and absorbing what yeah. they're seeing they're just regurgitating the same bs that they've been regurgitating because it gets them the views and the clicks oh yeah like i no grace for grace like she's just straight up dumb at this point like when you're watching <laughs> what she's talking about it's like are you on another planet like what are you talking about it's it's so over and then sometimes when she says the good stuff i'm like i'm all over it but still i can't stand her it's like i love to hate her and she makes it pretty easy yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, I that, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that thing that Q said about like people not paying attention that was like Batman v Superman in a nutshell. Everybody's like, oh, uh, you know, Clark Kent doesn't actually save anybody in the movie. And it's like, did you watch the movie? Like, did you actually see it? Like, or like the Martha moment is like, you know, it doesn't have any meaning. Like, I feel like people just literally. They go into a DCEU movie wanting to like not like it, and they already have their idea about what it's going to be. And like when they see it, and it's not that, they ignore what's right in front of them so that they can pretend that it is that. So they sure ignore greatness. Not gonna... Yeah, they're 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 blocking their blessings because these movies are great to me. So. They really are. I, I I finally watched Shazam, Mom. On New Year's Eve, that was the last. Yay. That was the last movie I watched. No, it actually it was a New Year. No, it was New Year's. It was one of them two days. But anyways, um, I watched it for the first time, and it was really, really dope. It was I really much enjoyed everything about it. I can't now. I'm really excited to see Black Adam just simply off of the strength of Shazam, and uh, yeah. big homie David Sandberg liked my tweet saying I liked the movie, so that really <laughs> brought it all together. <laughs> Yeah, I like how he engages with fans between him and Ayer. Um, even Reeves, like they were talking about, I read some kind of article about how DC is allowing the directors to have this kind of freedom to <laughs> engage with these with the with the fans. And I think that that kind of goes a little further than, you know, the standard marketing and 
what we're used to seeing, at least from what I've experienced with Marvel. But again, I don't really follow a lot of the Marvel directors, so who knows? Maybe they're all doing this. <laughs> no, see, yeah. with with the DC with the DC directors, they're free to engage with the fans. For the Marvel directors, they're free to get the hell out when they disagree with Kevin Feige. <laughs> oh, 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 well, yeah. there it is. <laughs> Child, um, is. Uh, I, yeah, about the you know director freedom. I mean, it's also just smart from like a business standpoint too, because right. anything a director tweets about the movie is is marketing. Like, yeah. everybody's gonna look at that right. tweet and be like, "Oh my god!" You know, like there's so much like Matt Reeves tweeting like the gifts of oh, the, the Batman cast like that was marketing you know exactly. so I think that that's also Definitely. really smart from, yeah. or when Patty or when Patty drops the first um the Wonder Woman 84 poster when they can't make it to New out York of the Comic clear Con. blue sky Ooh, and everybody just blue. lifts their lid right. and just <laughs> um but that's someone needs to get Kathy Ann she needs to engage yeah, on. I was, I was just thinking that because she seems so like every time I read one of her interviews, she seems so cool. Like she seems right. so sweet. So I would like if she had a Twitter account. I tag. Uh, she's she like, I, I, I can't do it. She does have you a know? Twitter. I tag her in like so much, but she is not on there, and I don't even think it's active. But she has a Twitter, like Margo. And she's See, I didn't even know she had one. Yep, yep. It's like CN eighty two or something. Oh yeah, she definitely ain't active on that. Then if it's if it's some letters and numbers, <laughs> yeah. So she's on um she's on Instagram. She tweeted no yeah. she um she had a Insta story about diamonds yesterday. Oh, oh did she? Oh okay. yeah. Cool. There she go. So she be on the gram then, all right. <laughs> Maybe she just doesn't want to because she she feels like all the and I don't blame her because all the dude bros like. Trashing Birds of Prey would probably get on her no- on her nerves. So Let- maybe she's just like, yeah. Can I rant about? Can I rant about that? I'm, I'm, can I rant about that real fast? Please. So this is what's been bothering me, and it's bothered me slightly with Shazam. It bothered me even more with when with Wonder Woman eighty four, and it finally reached its crescendo with Birds of Prey. If you are a dude, bro, specifically a dude, bro, a guy or anything that claims to be Zack Snyder this or DCEU that or creative freedom that the third, you cannot possibly fix your lips to say anything disrespectful towards this movie because literally everything literally everything about this film is unique and has a cast that is a septillion percent behind the creative drive and decisions of the directors. It seemingly has the backing of the studio, even though there are, you know, we go back and forth on the marketing and how well that's been done. But at the end of the day, this is the creative freedom that Zach wanted. Because, like, and I, I say this a lot his vision for Justice League was dark side and it was grounded in seriousness and, you know, all of those things that we want to see. But his overall vision of the DCEU was for directors to have the same level of autonomy that he had yep. to tell the stories that they want. It's not, oh, they all have to follow the same template that Man of Steel had. No, it says when a Kathy Yan walks up or an Andy Mushiniti walks up. And wants they, to do it the way they want, yeah. They, they have that freedom to do what they want. So if Or David Sandberg. So if it is a jovial tone movie like a Shazam, 
He has yeah. full freedom with no studio interference to do that. When it's a girl gang film starring Harley Quinn and having these awesome DC characters, mm-hmm. women DC characters come behind and, you know, join in, bask in the glory of it and be limitless right. with the success, that is something that they should she should be allowed to do. And like with Black Adam, whatever The Rock wants to do, if he wants to have Black Adam drop the people's elbow and rock bottom one of the sins, then I, he should, <laughs> ideally should have that creative freedom to do that, which is a far cry yeah. from Marvel's basically TV series-esque monopoly and, and factory line way they assemble these movies. So when I see these yeah. dudes talking about some boycott Aquaman because it looks like an MCU film. I want to smack him across the face. When (laughs) I see people say, boycott Birds of Prey because it looks simple and stupid, I want to big boot them in their face because they sound dumb. They give these usual suspects who hate on the DCEU ammunition to do that because they call out the hypocrisy and they ultimately shoot themselves in the foot with a 12 gauge and basically diminishes any and all critiques that they might have promoting director-driven films in the comic book slash superhero movie genre. Rant over. I mean... Snap, I mean, snap. like... <laughs> go Preach. on. I mean, like, I think that they only, first of all, they only care about creative freedom when it's when it's, it's creative freedom they like. So right. By that. But then also... Please boycott Birds of Prey because Aquaman made a billion dollars, honey. So please right. boycott Birds of Prey. When y'all boycott, when you, like when they when boycott, you boycott stuff, it makes a lot of money. So. Like they boycotted please. Aquaman, like they boycotted <laughs> Joker. Yeah, both. both yeah, definitely do that. Do that. Oh, both, both, yeah. I feel like Birds of Prey. Let's not forget the first boycott when they boycotted Wonder Woman. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wonder Woman with its yeah. no marketing. Nobody cared about Wonder Woman. Let's just boycott it and everything. What did it do again? Oh, yeah, it was the highest grossing female super, female-led movie. Yeah, and it totally, like, it made it made Gal a star. It, like, made Wonder Woman, like, a bigger character than she's ever been. But, but boycott, you know. We're, we're vindicated. Gonna, we're going to get that out of the way. After she left <laughs> Thor 2 and everything. But, yeah, let, let's do that. The funny thing about <laughs> them, and it's usually always that same one account that I keep seeing and I'm pretty sure all of you know the one that I'm talking about. Yeah. Like they claim <laughs> that they they claim that they don't care about the DCU yet all they do is like sub about DCU That's why I hate when people get on Twitter it's like just let people let let us enjoy our content that let we're getting. Let people like things. Yeah. Like yeah. y'all enjoy, like don't get me wrong, I love Marvel, I love DC, but I've been really growing more to love DC. But yeah. it's like let the people like the people who enjoy DC content, let us enjoy it. We don't yeah. never shoot any de- anything oh. down from Marvel. So like I've never seen anybody or anybody that I follow that is a DC fan. I've never seen anybody really tear down Marvel like that. You know, you kudos to y'all and everything, but let you us You clearly DC don't fan- follow me like that. I mean, I do, but you know, you and the crew. So, I mean, you get you get the pass. You don't pass. see my tweets. <laughs> I just wish they I let mean, us enjoy this, our stuff. I think this is. I think this is what Mike is saying. Like, it's one thing to, cause like we we all are perfectly fine. Like, if you don't like the DCEU, that's fine, whatever. But yeah. to. I feel like the problem comes in when they like try to make us feel bad for liking it, or try to like get people not to like it. It's like. 
just just don't like it like over there in the corner. Like, mind your go business. hate like, it. Why, like, like go hate it down the street. Like, and leave the rest of us alone. Like I know, like because we do like it. And, like I'll give you guys an example. I hate Shadow the Hedgehog. I legitimately, I, I, there's like, I have a rule. I've never used the word hate because that word is reserved for something so heinous. I don't just, I don't just throw that word around. But I hate Shadow the Hedgehog because to me, I felt like he began the downfall of my favorite video game character, Sonic the Hedgehog. And with his video game and everything that he did, it, you can kind of attribute it to its downfall. But I know a lot of people that I know and love that love Shadow. And I don't just go around, you know, taking a two by four to their knee every time they say they like Shadow the Hedgehog and, you know, tell them that they're a bad person for liking Shadow the Hedgehog. Right. I just, I just mull in a corner, gritting my teeth, hearing people praise the thing I don't like, but I'll never just right. flat foot out and just, you know, you suck. You're, you're, yeah, I bet you like, I bet you voted for Donald Trump because you like Shadow the Hedgehog and oh my right. God. My, and oh my God, I bet you, you're just, you're just some dude, bro. I bet you, 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 you go to clan meetings and you you slap babies and you don't want women to have any rights because you like Shadow the Hedgehog. We get it. Can like, we do that? that? That's how they really are. Like they like, really think we're all like white dudes in the basement. Like, like, like truth, like truthfully, you like, and it, and it's like it's it's annoying. It's it's annoying because, like, and then to go back because we kind of alluded to in the beginning when Doctor Strange. When the when the whole situation with Doctor Strange happened and people hmm. were were voicing their concerns and disappointment in Kevin Feige basically kneecapping a potentially interesting Marvel movie because of his specific vision and how he wanted to turn out, people were quick to say, "Oh well, just people like Doctor Strange before, just let them like it." Or with or like with the Rise of Skywalker, when people a lot of people were like, "Oh, just let people like this." With the with the whole group of people that didn't like that movie. But with the, the DCEU, that courtesy isn't given back. We're not Ooh, given. We're not given. We're not given the it opportunity is. to just sit and like our own movies. We have hundreds and thousands of prominent movie superhero YouTubers who will dredge up Marvel's. I mean, not Marvel's. The Martha joke. There's a lot of cool comic book YouTubers that I like, and I like their critiques and overall thoughts. But I cringe heavily when I see Batman and Superman, and they try to dunk, and I use air quotes when I say this, on the DCEU and Man of Steel, like, cringe. Uh, they're, they're yeah, that's up. the worst thing. Like, when you're is. watching a video and somebody's like, when you're watching a video and somebody's like, uh, finally, DC, or like, like, I was watching this one video, this trailer reaction for Birds of Prey, and, um, and the, like, they, they literally their intro was, we hate DC, but this, we'll, we'll see how this looks, and it's like, why, why does everything... They ended up liking the trailer, but it's like, why does everything with DC have to be a backhanded compliment? Just say you like it and keep it moving. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. It's annoying. Because, and, it's like, <laughs> and, it, and it's like, it's subliminal, like, for the locals, like, for the locals and the casual people, that creates a mentality of, oh, well, DC inherently sucks, even if you're on the fence. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, my cousin who likes Transformers and doesn't really met jive with Marvel or DC in either significant direction, he's going to naturally be, you know, unfazed about anything he might see in A Man of Steel and BVS. But if he goes to, like, one of his favorite YouTubers and they're like, oh, well, BVS was trash. I can't believe they did this to Superman's character. It's not something he'll do. And him not knowing any better and just not caring enough to look further into it, then he's going to pair it and regurgitate it because to him... That yeah. logic is sound, and he doesn't know any yeah. more information 
two. Right, and that's how it all begins, man. right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's also a tactic about Rotten Tomatoes too, because people see that that rotten that's flat, that green rotten flat, all all of a sudden the movie like there's so many people I know who didn't even see like Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad, but automatically didn't like them just because they had a bad Rotten Tomatoes score. And I'm like. That is just, like, if you watch these movies and you're like, I genuinely don't like this, that's fine. But, like, if you literally only base your opinion on what other people think, that's kind of weird to me. And, like, as somebody who was a huge fan of Star Wars and DC, I feel like I'm, I'm constantly, like, tearing my hair out because people are so annoying. Like, like I really enjoyed... Dad... <laughs> oh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I really enjoyed The Rise of Skywalker. And it was, like, I tried to stay out of the discourse. Like, people are like, ugh. You know, it's the worst Star Wars movie ever. And I'm just like, oh, this is another BBS for me. Like, I like this movie, but whatever. <laughs> oh, and Keith, I'm pretty sure I know why you were upset with that movie. And I'm not to without... talk about it. I mean, <laughs> I don't I mean, want to talk about it. Stuff happens, you know. I mean, I'm there's... never, ha- I can never have anything good to happen to me. <laughs> it's because I hate the word fun. If that's what it is, it's probably because I hate the word fun. I mean, I mean that the that individual kind of set him, themselves up for it. I mean, I'm gonna slap you. What I do? I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll put it to you like this, guys. Which would you rather have? Bland white cheddar popcorn, or would you have some caramel corn? White cheddar popcorn. Uh, white cheddar, right, white cheddar popcorn. I, love I like salty better than what? sweet. <laughs> Period. And I don't know about Period. that white cheddar. I'm gonna have to get my caramel. Like, uh-uh. yeah, uh-uh, yeah. Keep it I moving. Hate y'all. Oh my god. <laughs> uh-uh. I mean, caramel corn is good, but uh-uh. white cheddar yeah, is like classic. See, growing yeah. up in Chicago, growing up in Chicago and going to Garrett's popcorn. And just getting all that caramel corn. Oh, Garrett slaps. Yes, yeah. it slaps. See, the mid us Midwesterners would know what that is. Y'all Southerners <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah. Y'all got a sharks up there in uh, Detroit, man? Do we have what? A sharks. What the hell is a sharks? You don't no, know I don't think we have that. <laughs> uh, you, you've heard of sharks, right? It's so, yeah, it sounds familiar, but like I don't think I've ever been to one. Sharks is a restaurant where they serve fish and chicken and pizza puffs, which are just hot pockets, um, but hot pockets, but a thousand percent better. So, but uh, we're kind of, that's that's too much tangents. Let's get back to birds. Of birds. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I'm yeah, I'm glad. I'm a hundred percent. I had um, I had a comment I wanted to talk about when you know y'all were. You know, mentioning how people don't let anybody enjoy stuff. I find it funny how I hate to sound like an elitist, but I find it funny how the most critics of comic book movies and mostly DC movies they never read a comic in their lives and just discovered what a comic lives. was and just discovered what a comic was when Iron Man came out. No, but I, exactly. that's, that's awful. Another my pet peeve is you have dudes who only read '90s comic books, which is the worst period of comics, and they go off of that as the the bedrock of what's good and what's not. And I'm like, bro, you're out here talking about Batman v Superman suck, 
but yet you're talking about this obscure Batman costume that he wore in about two issues is the best costume and the best story. I don't want to have to hear what you got to say, dude. Pretty like the all the or like they they act like like Superman should be like Superman in the movie because that like that's only that's the only Superman that they know it don't realize that there's a thousand Superman comics where he is a multifaceted you know layered character they just don't they don't pay attention to that they only know Christopher Reeve Superman and here's the thing with me about that yeah I feel that it does I personally think it should never be redone because when you have a role and a type you're looking for not everybody can do that we've learned that not everybody can do this one thing Chris Reeves played the Superman he did at the time because it fitted that time now 2020 with all that's going on that type of happy-go-lucky type would not fit in the you know today's style yeah exactly it just wouldn't yeah also i mean the closest that you can get to the closest we're probably ever going to get to that tone is wonder woman you know any lighter than that is going to be like way too cheesy for me right but it's funny because people like speaking about superman it's like when christopher reeve superman came out you know people weren't people weren't like going for it like they do now they hated it oh back my then. god exactly. i remember mm. they hated it but I, mean, I don't remember uh, the north remembers right so <laughs> it's like ago. how are y'all erasing history like that like y'all not you gonna erase history Tad, 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 like... <laughs> y'all know what i meant y'all know what i meant but... was like i was born in 1961 <laughs> <laughs> i remember like <laughs> the, it's but like a- no Christopher Reeves got a lot of sh- for that movie and look at Brandon Ruth all of a sudden Crisis comes out and everyone's like oh, Brandon would make a great Superman when oh, the Superman movie so wasn't bad and it's like him. bruh I you know to- in 10 years they're gonna be like Ben Affleck was the best Batman of all time wow. ooh yeah they're gonna bruh they're gonna be like oh Henry Oh, BVS was so good. I don't understand why critics hated it. No one defended it back then. And we're all going to be like, huh? Hello. Really? <laughs> I'm going to be like, so you drop the Addy so I can come and find you so I can what? get answer. They're going to be late. It's like they care about it when they're about to lose it. But was, yeah, was it? Like they care about, like, I remember people were complaining about, like, Ben Affleck as Batman and Henry Cavill, but it's like, once you hear that, they could be out the door. Oh, wait, wait. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. well, I talked to like, people in, in real life and face-to-face situations. I had a co-worker. She had a, a Man of Steel Funko Pop on her on her desk, and she's new. And I'm like, oh, man, this new person is going to be cool, talk about comics and stuff. She was like, yeah, I love Superman. And then I was like, um, I'm a big Batman fan. And then she was like, oh, who's your favorite Batman? And then I was like, oh, Ben Affleck, man. He was the best Batman ever, most, you know, comic actor, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, really? She And she just wow. didn't understand how or why. And that's happened to me multiple times where, like, you know, not hardcore comic fans, but just, like, regular general audience type people 
are so surprised that somebody would like Ben Affleck because this narrative around it that everybody's just yeah. in the mainstream. Yeah, it's the critics and all the people who bashed it before, like they actually took their time to to really learn and look at the details of this movie and details oh, of Ben's Batman because quality. my mom right because i know people who are like yeah batman versus superman was trash batman ben's batman wasn't even that good and like when i pull up receipts of like his his batman being most comic accurate they're like oh i didn't know that i just read on rotten tomatoes that his batman was like exactly. trash. <laughs> <laughs> and then when wow. people and i i, I don't I'm not a. I don't care what people think about it, but like I'm not a big fan of Christian Bale as Batman, and I know that's where most people. Yeah. That's their favorite Batman, and yeah. to me, hated like, it. He was, cool. <laughs> and you know, at the time, I think you know we were served. It wasn't like a bad version, but when we got Ben Affleck and Batman v Superman. Um. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. But I will say this. On that point about Chris, Christian Bale. People complain so much about Ben Affleck killing, but like if you watch The Dark Knight, he killed so many people, and nobody like everybody's yeah. just like, oh, because it was okay no then. That's why it was okay. Yeah. Why. Fun fact: every live-action Batman, and I that has been in a movie, and I might have to research it again to double check on Adam West. Every live-action Batman has been a has killed somebody, it directly, right. not, not indirectly, but. Also, it's like so unrealistic. I'm sorry, Batman throws you off a building. Like you're gonna survive him throwing you off a building or a grenade going in. Like, come on, that's it's not just, realistic. Like, it's so frustrating. Me. It's so frustrating. Like they're like they're like, oh, we, we, it's okay for you for Batman to completely give you a concussion and break all your bones. But <laughs> right, right. Oh, but murder. Like, what the <laughs> like and y- and y'all are y'all are echoing with Tim Burton. I remember why I forget which one it was. I think it was Nightwing, the the YouTuber Nightwing, and he was doing like a retrospective on the bat suits for Arkham Knight. And when he got to the Tim Burton suit, he said that when they were interviewing Michael Keaton and Tim Burton at the time of those movies coming out, they said that their Batman was a killer. Like they did not believe in the no kill rule for the Batman, and that's why they didn't implement it. That's why the Joker died, and in the original script for Batman 89, he's supposed to kill him directly. Like, he's supposed to throw him off of the building, not just him falling off because of So he means to kill him. Right, and that, and you know, and yeah. Batman Batman Returns, when he put the dynamite on old buddy, that wasn't, like, no old buddy, he didn't survive that one. He he, he died. And it's, it, it's funny, because it, it's all loops back to the revisionist stuff. Because everybody loves talking about, oh, Batman 89, Michael Keaton, that's true Batman. That's one of the truest Batmans. Okay, I, I gotta, co- hold on now. I, I kind of got a confession. I did like Michael Keaton's Batman. I mean, I remember that is too. That <laughs> is true. I didn't care. Okay. Living your truth. I didn't care about <laughs> Batman up till Ben Affleck came back, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll hate me if I said I like June, uh, George Clooney. <laughs> Get out! Oh, no, you gotta no. go. I'm a Val Kilmer. You know what? I messed with Val Kilmer the long way in Batman Forever. Well, Batman Forever is legitimately my favorite Batman Val movie. Kilmer. Yes. You know so. what? That one, that that one, Batman Forever. It was kind of a mixture of humor, but still got the you know drama and action within it. Yeah, and that is a good balance. Yeah. And 
that's what we kind of need, good balance. We don't need totally dark, but we don't exactly. need totally campy either. Mm-hmm. And it still holds the record for the greatest Batman-related song of all time with Seal's Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> that's that's yeah. undefeated. That is undefeated. Also, just like one more thing on the Batman killing thing. Like this conversation is so frustrating because it's like anyone's ever read a comic. Like, don't most comic characters like when they kill somebody, like they don't intentionally go out like we're gonna kill somebody, but like right. that adds to the age of the story. <laughs> yeah, there's casualties, and they acknowledge that in the comic books. But then you have people on Twitter like, oh. My Superman would never kill somebody. My Batman will never kill somebody. Yeah, that's a part of their story that there's casualty, and especially Superman, he hurts for that because yeah. he doesn't well, want there to be casualties. Yeah. But it happens. And, I think, and another I think thing. That, I'll go ahead, Keith. And another thing is like we're talking about how they're, oh, my hero would never do this. My hero never did that. That's the thing I think people need to kind of. I don't want to say research, but they need to look more into these comics because I saw that complaint when Cy- with Cyborg. Everybody was like, oh my God, this guy's so serious. He's so depressing. Da, da, da. Okay, here's the thing. How's he going to be happy with what he's been through? Right. Right. And instead of seeing it as a character that's not only black, but also, in a way, has a disability, and you know, just bringing, showing what they kind of go through with that. Everybody was ticked off because he wasn't like he was in Teen Titans. Like, come on now. Yeah, like people I, need, yeah, people I need to really look like into a working like Terminator. Yeah. They they um, take like a small part of the like with the Teen Titans TV show. People take the Teen Titans show as like the only canon. Like, oh, he was goofy in the TV show. He should be goofy and fun in the movies. No, there's comic book history of him going struggling. Like, it, he wasn't only goofy in the TV show. Don't take that only as one part of canon. Like, there's comics. Yeah. There's history of go- him going through more. It's so frustrating. Yeah. All right, well, you know and, I got to call. Oh. Oh, no, I was just going to say. And, like, back to the whole Batman-Superman killing thing. I mean, for me, like, that argument only holds up when, like, it's, like, civil. Like, like when it's, like, when it's, like, civilians, I feel like, whatever, like, I don't understand the problem. But, like, okay, if it's, like, for example, like, if it's, like, Riddler or, like, the Joker or Poison Ivy, the only reason I, I feel like Batman shouldn't kill them is because, like, they need to appear in sequels. Like, if they, like, if they do, like, a Batman series... Yeah. Like, we need to be able to see those characters again. Like, period. So, um, market but, <laughs> Like, when it comes to just, like, random people on the street, if they are casualties in, like, you know, Batman's, you know, like, let's say he fights the Joker and, like, a bunch of people get killed and, like, the Joker blows up, like, a hospital or something and, like, a bunch of people die. First of all, that's not really Batman's fault. And second of all, like, that's <laughs> just like Tabitha was saying, just like that was a thing, that's a big part of like his story that he feels angst about that. Like he like he's like right. he beats himself up about like what could I have done differently? Like, that's like, what it takes, like, no. right. like that's the whole point. So the, the the idea that just nobody should die in Batman movies is just so ridiculous to me because uh people die in the MCU. They, I mean they might be bloodless like CGI deaths, but they die. So Ex- I don't Ex- understand. Yeah. And I can't... <laughs> 
they die and they go to like they eat shawarma or whatever it's called after. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, oh. they die and go to Wakanda. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, I never oh, had yeah. so much thought around this and so much conversation around Batman killing until Batman v Superman came out. I until never... Batman v Superman. What? Yep. It's like, yep. What is yep. going on? Like... None of these movies. I've just watched them and enjoy them. Now, when I was in the theater in Batman v Superman, when he was shooting, uh, when he was in his plane and he was like targeting and blowing up those, you know, guys in the car when he was going to save Martha, like I got excited. I was like, damn. Batman is not playing. And that's as far as it went because I was like, you knew that he was killing. And so it was a new thing to kind of see it like very, very purposeful, but I didn't mind at all. And I remember going online and talking on like Reddit or something and people were like, what's wrong with you? Why would you get so much enjoyment from it? But I was just like, it was a moment. It was a hype situation that we haven't seen with Batman. And, and, I think and it's the context that- of the story. Yeah. yeah, people aren't paying attention and, and to I the think, context of the story. I think Sorry, also Rachel, when you look at the comics, when like Batman, I mean, when the Joker tells him like, like, we, like we're just one bad day away from being apart. Like now, the Joker has receipts. Like you killed all these people. You, you're right. not that different. Like, yeah. uh, you know, so I, yeah. So I think that's I, I like it a lot. I think it works. So, like, it all. Maybe like the it. next time. Maybe the next time. Batman kills if he goes and eats pizza, everybody will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> goes and gets goes and gets a shawarma. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like Iron, like, and it's it's like because Iron Man was capping folks left, right, and in between in his movies and the Avengers movies. It wasn't even. But was Captain America clapping every Thor, clapping everybody? I think you, I think even Iron Boy was clapping folks too. Like, I like, I'm trying, <laughs> like, it's, it's, oh my God. It, it kills me with this. It honestly does. Cause it's like with Marvel characters, <laughs> the GA is supposed to just accept the fact that they're assholes who are capable of killing grunts and stuff like that. But the DC superheroes, they're not supposed to do anything like that. They're not, they're supposed to just fly so fast that they stop the explosions and stop people from getting hit by the bullets. They're supposed to have an unbeatable plan that they press one button and stuff just just doesn't just doesn't happen. Everybody's saved. And, and everybody's supposed to be happy while they're like like for one, like right. they, like nobody's gonna sit in a two hour movie where the the third act could be solved in less than two minutes. Like I'm I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure it's sensible. That Superman could have taken. Like, like, I'm pretty sure it would it would make sense for Superman to take his ship with the Phantom Drive and throw it at Zod before they come to Earth. But you just that's boring. No one wants to see that. It might be sensible yeah. and it might be a classic Superman move, but that's boring. And like nobody wants to sit back and see. I mean, nobody wants to see just 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 cookie cutter stuff that's suitable for three year olds. That we've nobody seen before. <laughs> I do not, I do not want to see a '70s Super Friends episode in a 2020 movie theater. Plain yeah. and simple. I want to see. I mean, whether you liked it or hated it, the the, the Zod next snap scene was like instantly classic. You know, like everybody was talking about it. Everybody it was on everybody's mind when they left the theater. Like if he had just like put him in the Phantom Zone or something, I feel like Man of Steel wouldn't have been as memorable. You know, like. 
Even though oh, I speak, tell that though, to Zod snap neck. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was me being petty. <laughs> even that though, was you being shady. <laughs> even though it is a hundred percent that stupid family's fault for not running out of the way when they clearly saw those heat. Like yeah. they, they had like a nice forty-five second sprint out of Zod's yeah, way. They and maybe Superman could have reversed DDT Zod or something, but when they just got shook real quick, like, oh my God, what, what are we gonna do? And they could have ducked too. They, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna front. They could, they could have ducked under them beams, but they, they made Superman do that. Like, they, they sent Superman out, and I don't, I don't. Yeah, it. but I mean, it's a movie, so I didn't really care. I was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, the laws of logic don't apply here. It really doesn't at all. How do we get this on is to like, where, This is like the longest topic? tangent ever. <laughs> how, how, how are we topic, y'all? We've been on this tangent for like 20 minutes. Okay. Back, back to the trailer. To Birds of Prey trailer. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Like, just like went off into a moment of like therapy session. Yeah, I think we needed it. We got that off our chest. I feel yeah. better. Yeah. So, right, what were we talking about? We? Where were we? Oh, yeah, this is the trailer. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what part of the trailer. Oh, well, so. Right where Harley and Cass are walking down the street, and you see Gotham in the mm-hmm. background. Which is right. such a gorgeous shot. I love yeah, that shot. Yeah, beautiful. Somebody, I, I think Josh on Twitter said this is like one of the best DCEU shots, and I agree. It's so pretty. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I love the purple light. I wonder if that's like a street light or if it's just like. You know, movie magic, pur- purple light in the air, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and I wonder what scene I, that is. I wonder if that's like when she first breaks Cass out, or it looks like it would be like an ending. Like yeah, it could be like like the memories, like <laughs> like walking away. Yeah, the credits roll. That'd be pretty cool. Um. So then we then we go to this shot of Zaz smoking a cigarette. Like and can Zaz. I just say? I know Lord. he looks so good. <laughs> he looks fantastic. I mean, in the comics, he's all like disfigured. He has like all these scars and stuff. You can't see the scars in the shot, but like, <sighs> he <looks> good. <laughs> I'm gonna be really upset because we know this is the origin story. I'm gonna be really upset when like his face gets messed up because. So I remember good. even when we got the first teaser, I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also love how think Gotham, that... it's like daytime in Gotham. Like, we we don't see that very often. You know what I mean? And oh, I, yeah. love, I love that, like, color scheme of, like, the, the, the sun being up and it's daytime. Like, I love dark Gotham, but, like, it kind of works in this context. Right. And it, and it also makes sense from an overall narrative standpoint because when it's nighttime, the bat's out. So they won't be able to do any of the stuff that they'll be trying to do. So it makes sense yeah. for yeah. them to do it in the daytime. Okay, I have to rant. I have to rant. It's it's Rosenberg related, I promise. It's not off topic, but I just want to say, remember when Civil War was, like, Captain America Civil War was filming, and they had all those set pictures of crossbones, like, and everybody was like, he doesn't look like the comics, you know, but nobody was mad at that. Everybody was like, oh, you know, he doesn't look like the comics, it's just a change. Why is everybody acting like it's so sacrilegious that this, like, D-level character looks different? Like, and that's a perfect example of like what I'm, what we're talking about. Like people just rag on the DCEU for like the dumbest stuff, and it's like he has the scars. Like he looks fine. Like, what's the problem? I just, 
It's so uh, okay, right it's on. annoying. I love I, his blonde I, hair. I his... think I love the bleach. Hair. I, think I think it's it looks like great. you're right, but also like the MCU kind of has a history of not doing costumes right. Like, look at the Eternals compared to like what they're doing versus the what the comic book looks like. Like, you're right that it's hypocritical, but it's the MCU. Like, I'm not expecting much from them. So, but you're right. They always have the same generic like army style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even even when they first started doing that, people didn't people didn't you know hold them to that. It's not like a new thing. Same like, thing, yeah. like they've been doing that since the MCU started. I know it is the MCU, so like, of course, but like. Like MCU has never been really comic accurate, except like with Iron Man, Captain America's costume. Even those are changed a little bit, you know. Right. So like, I just don't see why with DC is such a big, especially like it'd be one thing if like they had Batman walking around in like a tank top, like that'd be one thing. <laughs> but these are oh, like now Ben Affleck in a tank top level nice. characters. Well, yeah, it would. I mean, it would be great. Wait a minute, that's, <laughs> but, like, that's a concept. Like, yeah, like, like. like if, like if like the bat suit was like you know like he had like a fanny pack and like <laughs> and like you know like then, still... I, like if people were like this is nothing like the comics I would understand but these are literally like C and D level characters that like nobody like who like are there victors that right it's like they like, googled it and looked it up like, right they like googled it looked it up and they're like nope 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 comic not comic yeah like, like they dude. didn't even like these people don't even read the comics like they're just saying something to say it like. <sighs> so, and okay. I get so impressed with how they do these looks for, I guess, Harley's universe. Uh, that actor, Chris Messina, he is like a night and day look. Like when he was in, um, what's that TV show, Sharp Objects, had a completely different swag, completely oh, different really? vibe. Yeah, did you did you see that? No, I never saw that show. Well, I want oh, to. It was good. He was a detective and, you know, he's just a good boy and all that kind of stuff. So see him as ass with the five o'clock shadow, the bleach blonde hair. I just think he just looks just cool, That's straight cool. up cool. Every time they introduce these characters in this urban Gotham, everybody just looks cool. Yeah, like uh, like in oh. the next shot with when they first show the Black Mask Club like wall and you see, you know, Roman walking his the back of him, like that shot is so cool with the with the drawings yeah, of the people. It looks like it looks like, like a museum or something. Yeah, cool. it really does. I, I my shirt is coming in the mail today, my black mask club shirt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. And can we also just take a moment to say, There you go, people. Everybody else complaining about the damn mask. There yep, you there go. it is. Right, right there. Like, are you happy now? Jesus. And can I say, it's like, it like intimidated me when I saw it in the trailer. I was like, oh my God. Like, it's very. I was, like, I was both scary. frightened and aroused. Yes, exactly. Very arousing. Exactly. I was like, okay. <laughs> I feel like Ewan, like, Ewan is going to do something really cool. Like, I think Black Mask yeah. might be like the best DC villain yet. Like, yeah, that's what a lot of the <laughs> leaks were saying that people are gonna say that he's yeah. in the best DCU villain, and that's that's a huge compliment because I think all the DCU villains have been amazing. Of course, yeah. more dimensional than the Marvel ones, but to say that he's the best, I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, I'm also curious yeah. because during this part of the trailer, Harley's voiceover is like, "A lot of people in Gotham want me dead," and on top of this list is this guy, and I'm I want to know like. Why? Why he wants her? <laughs> yeah, like, to, why? Why yeah. does he want Harley dead specifically? Like, that's an interesting thing that they haven't revealed. Yeah. You know, 
because they say she says in the trailer like you did this and you did that you stole from him you killed his best friend you're, yeah but what is you know, she but do? what about harley yeah, yeah like, exactly how does yeah. she get involved right. but actually do y'all well, think do y'all think it might have something to do with something she did while she was still a joker possibly with joker i, was I think it does that. have to do with joker i think it does because that's in the same breath you know what i mean because it literally just happened so for all we know black mask probably don't even know they broke up so he still thinks she with him so he's right. like you know what it's like you know what he did this to me so i'm gonna kill his girl yeah. i get feeling that it, yeah it could be like a it could be like a twilight like we're gonna get you back because what your what your mate did or your, your like your partner like maybe joker did something right and like harley wasn't even involved but since joker's not around um he's gonna take it out on her i'm thinking that yeah, she exactly. scarred him because you know he doesn't he get scarred in the comic with that mask and everything yeah, yeah it, it gets like face. used to his face yeah. That's, yeah, I think that it's gonna be Harley that's gonna be the one that destroys yeah. his face, and for real, that's gonna be the uh-huh. reason why he's after. And then I'm, you know I'm wondering. Be, oh. You know, what's gonna be a dope shot. Like if we just see Black Mass like coming out of the fire and like it's used to his face and he just looks pissed. Like that would be so cool. <laughs> and it's cool because his his character is like a pretty boy in this kind of like he's got the perfectly yeah. suits and like so getting his face fucked up like is gonna ruin him. His it's gonna like, piss him off. Mental, exactly. yeah. Like if he's already and pissed off. So Zaz probably is gonna get killed because she says that, and you killed Huntress, his best friend. Huntress kills his best friend. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, who else would it be? I feel like it's not Zaz though. I feel like I maybe it's somebody so. else. I because I you see her like, like going house. down the slide and stabbing somebody. I feel like maybe that's it. You know. Um, oh, I feel like yeah. it'd be too yeah. early to kill him. Like, I don't know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, would it be him? But then how? Because he's like one of the, you know, main villains in this movie. So it's like... Well, some tea. Uh, some tea is that, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning of this movie, Huntress, like, obviously her family is, like, involved in the mafia. So, right. like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, like, her, you know, her parents and stuff, like, have ties to the mafia. And, like, so maybe somehow Black Mask is, like, referencing something about that like you know because obviously he's this big drug lord we see like the you know the the mysterious stuff that harley snorts later in the trailer the powder <laughs> so so maybe it's like you know huntress killed somebody while she was working like for the mafia or somebody yeah. that, was, that knew black maybe mask she tells and, like, us- to him. and maybe she like tells the girls that like oh this happened like you guys don't know this but this happened and this is why he you know yeah so yeah um, we also have this shot of Harley throwing the knife at the at Joker's picture. Yeah. Um, now this is clearly like very beginning of the movie because her hair is still long. So she, she looks so um, good, so good. She like, does. That's like one of my favorite shots of her. She looks yes. fantastic. Um, and I love the way she like licks. Like, what? I wonder is this, is that the cheese whiz on her it finger? Probably. Like, is. She... <laughs> probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good. I like that. He shot. looks so good. Um, then we go on to this shot of uh, Black Mask without the mask. Um, can I just say Black Mask, like his suits are so like oh my clean gosh. in this movie. Perfectly like tailored. every suit is just like, oh, this is He amazing. looks he's so good. So he's, he's very sharp. Yeah. 
clean and dapper. Chris yeah. Martin, yeah. Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> Please get this man a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Please. Somebody fun so this man can get his damn sandwich so we don't have to hear about Somebody it. Somebody cash after him some money. So. <laughs> um, but I love how, also too, I love how, like, the little, uh, this is something that Bruce Randolph said that that I actually kind of yeah. agreed with. Like, I love how he makes, like, the gestures, like, almost like a conductor, like, the way he moves his fingers. Like, I think yeah. that's really cool. It kind of reminds me of, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, in Harry, like Voldemort and Harry Potter. <laughs> so yeah. I like that. I like it, too. Um, it shows his style, too. He, like, isn't, he's letting people do his dirty work, and he's calling the shots. Like, it's kind of cool. Yeah, he, I think that he's the kind of guy, like, he's not going to directly get involved, or at least until the end of, like, probably to, like, the third act. But he's going to tell people, like, go do this for me. Yeah. Go, go handle this, you know? So, we love a confident villain. <laughs> and then we go to okay, the so next powder scene. To, Mysterious. Yeah. The power powder <laughs> scene. Now, everybody, when they first saw this, was like, oh, my God, did she really, like, she just breathes it in? Like, I saw some people say they didn't think this was, like, Harley was something, Harley would do something like that. And I'm like. Do you know Harley Quinn? Like the right, right. She, she totally would do. She she would. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. If she sees something like in the air, she's gonna try it because that's just the kind of person she is. So exactly. I love that she like takes a deep breath. I think it's great. And I love her. I love Margot's acting too. Like she's like, oh shit, this is good. Like <laughs> this is it's what I needed. And I love, I yeah. love how they dilate her pupils to like answer the questions. Like, yes, this is what you think it is. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell that this is in that same jail, whatever breakout, because that looks like uh, drugs compensated from the cops. Like, well, you know, how they right. go, they'll take right. the drugs and crime and all that kind of stuff. So. I think this whole scene is going to be really fun. And you see her running around in the grocery store because she's still high. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. So I just had a really good idea. So you know how we earlier said that this could be her breaking Cass out. So like, what if she breaks Cass out? She's high. And so her and Cass go to the store and like get a bunch of like snacks and stuff. Like, <laughs> like, like the munchies, like yeah. that would be so funny. That, like the that would be... is full of stuff. Like, what are those things called? Tweeps or peeps? Yeah, <laughs> peeps and like Tweeps. food for Bruce the hyena, like a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I think that would be first, hilarious. The first time that we see the diamonds are a girl's best friend scene, and she's doing the shimmy, and she looks so good. Yeah. Why did you say that? I, love- <laughs> I want to talk about the diamonds video now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I love when she, when she. I love when she smacks the cocaine too, or yes. I mean, at least what we think is cocaine. It looks really cool. It's not cocaine. Uh, it's powdered sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, powdered uh, sugar. <laughs> Let's go. So, yeah, now we have the, the Maryland thing. You know, that's really cool. Um, and I love this team shot of the Birds of Prey. Like, yes. when I, every time I see this, I'm like, yeah, that's the Birds of Prey. You know, like, it, it just looks so... And I love Cass's little hair flip. That's so cute. 
And I love how Renee is like looking like a boss. Her facial yeah, expression. Yeah, she's like, "What's up, babe?" Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love how tall it's like. Yeah. Big Mary. It's like you can tell that they just got done kicking some some major ass. Like they yeah. all looking yeah. confident. Like they all look like HBO. You know, like they all in charge. Yeah. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? Actually, it reminds me of that shot in Suicide Squad when they first come out of the bar and like yeah. you know oh, yeah. like we gotta go save the world. That's what this reminds me of. Yeah. <laughs> all right. More parallels. Um, I'm just really loving all the parallels they got going on with this, which kind of, to me, it shows that Margot really appreciated being in Suicide Squad. It appreciated David's, you know, vision. 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 Thank you. No problem, no problem. I want to talk. Oh, go ahead. I want to talk about the the Black Canary when she's sitting in the car, the the lowrider. And it's, and it's like her, and you can see the background is kind of fuzzied out. But I think that this scene is going to be where she finally links up. Like it's right after the scene from the first trailer when Harley was like, "So do you know the definition of a Harlequin?" And they talk yeah. at the bar. And I think yeah. that, I think a couple of black mass goons are about to hammer her up and throw her in the back of the van. And that's when Dinah goes, "Not on my watch, not up in here." And then we see yeah. her beat them folks down. Yeah. yeah. I've also heard that that's the first time, like that scene you just talked, you just mentioned, cute. That's the first time we see her use the canary cry in the movie. Like, Yay! Like, like, really? So that's gonna be Yay! Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. the end of the trailer, yeah. And and it's yeah. weird because I'm glad that they haven't given it all away because I'm so mm-hmm. curious to know why is Dinah working for Black Mask and then we know that her and Harley and Hunters are going to get together. But like, what is going on? Like, I, I've yeah. never been part of her character and I'm not mad at it at all. I'm just really curious to see how it's all going to play out. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. it, actually, because I think it. It adds to the whole emancipation. Thing, right, so like right. It, it kind of seems like like the one scene oh, where yeah, he's exactly. like, the one scene where he's like, woo, and she's in the background singing and like the martini glass is shaking. It kind of remind, it kind of makes me I'm gonna think be the like same way. he's trying to control her in a way, you know? <laughs> I'm going to be oh, hollering yeah. the same way. I'm just I'm glad. I'm so excited to hear Johnny sing. Like it's right, a man's world. I'm so excited to hear her sing that. Exactly. Night. And I just love how they put in fact in a matter that Dinah is a singer. I just, I love that I so much. Yes. Because, you know, they put that, it's it's referenced in the comics, but it's never referenced anywhere else. Yeah. Right. Cough, cough. Speaking, <laughs> right, speaking of coughing, we I'm glad to finally see a proper canary cry and not the canary That's cough right. like, like we see, like we see <laughs> elsewhere. Uh, canary cough. All right, y'all. Keep it, keep, keep it cute, man. Dang. Well, why keep it nothing cute? Like, she be it's looking like a canary coffin. Like every like, what the hell is that? like canary coffin. That's what it is. Can you guys, like, you guys okay, a canary sneeze? I know we're I know we keeping it cute, but I just wanna say, like, was the budget three dollars? Like when you see it, <laughs> like and it's just like these like pixelated rings and like what is this? And you, you, you compare that to this canary cry and you're just oh like Oh my gosh. You wanna know what it was? It was them trying to Save their focus for the Mary Sue Smoak. That's what it was. I got oh Anyway, cute. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I'm, I love it. <laughs> Let's get back to it. I, I, I'm a we bad influence. Our, uh, listeners engaged. <laughs> I'm a bad influence on you guys. I start and then everyone else. Just, sorry, I apologize. Y'all, because you know, y'all, see, see, I have to have been on this podcast because y'all know how Black Canary is my fave. I'm just, oh, y'all know. Speaking of Black Canary, though, when we can go to the shot, <laughs> we can go to the shot of her in the car. Where can I just say, Journey's makeup is flawless. Looking she looks so beautiful. Pretty. She looks so good. Yeah. yeah. I honestly I love don't her understand hair. how anyone can Somebody complain said, about her. I know. I know. She she looks great. Like she looks yeah. fantastic. And I love her hair. It's like punk. It's really punk rock. Like I um, love it. I'll, I love her. I love her baby hairs too. <laughs> you guys familiar with the um, the lady that styles her hair? I think her name is like Nikki Helms. And did you guys know that she also is like Zoe Kravitz's personal stylist? Like if you look oh, at her, for the Batman, very similar. Yeah, yeah. She she loves Zoe. Like she's always tagging her and. And I um I was hoping I'm like is she going out to London because they're deep in the Batman now and I'm like I wonder if this is because I think she was the one who cut Zoe's hair recently she tagged herself mm-hmm. in all of Zoe's pictures from the uh, what was that award that just went by uh, the Golden Globe yeah Golden Globe but I think it's just cool awesome. to see this you know this trio of <laughs> the black women in DC black hairstylist black Catwoman black Canary black black yeah. Canary. Black, black I saw some people come. I saw some people complaining about Black Canary's hair, saying oh, it looks like white women dreads. Like, okay, well, black women did it, so right. Period. <laughs> like, um, but okay, next shot we have this. I love this shot of Huntress too. Like, yeah. I love the little smirk she gives. Like, I think now somebody pointed this out from the first trailer. This is like I think a scene where like black masks, like goons, like come up on Harley, like. I guess right. to take her, and and Huntress saves her, right? So like Huntress shoots them like to protect Harley, it and maybe that this first is like meet. where, yeah, this is like their first time because that would explain why she smirked, right? So right, yeah, um, well, that's cool. And then we see and her fucking someone up in the tunnel. Now at first when I first oh, watched I... the trailer, I thought she was just <laughs> punching that person, but like. She actually has a knife in her hand, so she's like yep. stabbing the fuck out of Serial killer. Have you guys heard in the trailer like multiple times there's somebody that's screaming and the first time they show it in this scene and I'm like, is that Hunter's just screaming while she's stabbing him? But then <laughs> you hear the same scream when Journey is fighting in the alley. Oh, it's and the song, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's part of the song? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's the song. It's, it's, it's from the song. Like, ah. oh, okay. Gotcha. I mean, it, I would love it if Hunter's does scream like that because that would be cool. I love, I love her anger issues, like from the yeah. like the rage issues thing. From the, I, I love that. That's like a really cool like character trait we don't really see with superheroes that often. So right. Oh, like and it, but that's Hunter's through and through. She is the what Batman would be like if he lose control. She kills and has that anger, that rage. I yeah. love that. I wonder if they're gonna touch on her ever being, you know, a part of the Bat family, even being Batgirl during the, what was that, the No Man's Land story? Yeah. Yeah. yeah especially um, Netflix Batman, like it has twenty years of history. All this stuff we could have, we could have had it all. Like it could have all been in the history books, but oh well. Yeah. 
Don't even get me started on that. Right. I'm uh, trying to – because I love <laughs> Rob. <laughs> I'm excited for what he's going to do. I'm not that those people that's holding on to Affleck like that. But the story that they could have had starting him at that part of his career, like all this could have been established. And now we could have just been going back and just really, you know, making it all official with the Nightwings and the Oracles yeah. and, you know, cast being, you know, a Batgirl. Like all these things could be happening. But, oh, well. Yeah. I'm sad. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sad. Um, so, this shot. Then we was, see the reaction the to her killing. Yeah, when, she, when when everything stops and Harley's like, you are so cool. I love that. Yeah. And I <laughs> also love, I love how the, I love how this scene is lit, too. Like, it looks like when you go to, like, a carnival, like a fun yeah. house, but, like, it actually it, like, usually it would be, like, half the lights would be off and, like, it wouldn't be working, but, like, it's it's all really well lit because it's a movie. Right. I love that. Um, I do, too. And I just also want to say, Harley is a trooper for carrying those skates around because skates are heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> um, but, so, basically, some people were like, where does Blood Canary have a bat? So, basically, Harley, at least from what I'm hearing, Harley gives her... Cause like you know the scene we see early on where she smacks we know where, you know when she gets the high and she smacks you know the stuff at the guy she has it and so basically uh, Canary is like she feels like she doesn't have a weapon like what is she supposed to do so she takes Harley's back which okay. I, I, I like that too I think that I think that works because I mean yeah. even though Canary can fight you're going up against people who have guns and like knives like what are you gonna do just just your fist so I like that she. Wants to feel more protected and have a weapon. I like that. And who knows? Maybe she gave that weapon before she knew about her canary. Before Harley knew about the canary cry, so she was like, "You have." Yeah, before she knew about her powers and stuff. Yeah. I I have a theory. (laughs) This whole thing in the funhouse, since we know this is Harley's hideout, or at least some point, I think this supposed to be Harley's hideout I don't know but I got a feeling that because we see Canary getting dressed at one point putting on the belt I think all this stuff is Harley's like and then we're gonna see Harley with the actual costume because I remember seeing some kind of I don't know if there was some kind of tease in a magazine or something where they show like the shadow or silhouette of Margot Robbie and it hasn't been revealed yet and it looks something similar to the uh, the oh. Ark games. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember seeing that on Twitter. She's gonna put on a whole costume. You know, Journey's gonna get her costume out of there, and they're gonna be picking weapons and just you know grabbing all this stuff. And I, I just know there's gonna be some full arsenal of stuff. So I don't know. And I Renee, really hope there's but, costumes. And once again, the dude bros are gonna cry because they were wrong. Because the <laughs> exactly. comic suit is actually in the movie. Like, shut up. <laughs> Right. Um, Shut up. Period. <laughs> I think. Uh, I do kind of got a. This is Birds of Prey related, but you know, not within. We haven't got to it yet. But I do kind of want to talk about the cast right quick because we haven't seen too much of her, and in a way, that's a good thing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it kind of dies out my paranoia of this becoming another Spider-Man situation, if you will. What you mean? Basically, they erase her identity and she becomes a mini Harley like they did with Spider-Man in the MCU. Tony Stark. There yeah. you go. There you go. So, like, so not what you're seeing... Thinking that... hmm? 
I'm just like trying to ra- erasing Cass's like whole comic identity. Exactly, like, like just erasing her whole identity and just making her into this smaller Harley. version of Harley. I mean, that's not what Cass ever has ever been. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and I'll say I'm not like one of the people because I actually really li- I'm a big fan of Cass and the comics and everything. And I'm not tripping like what I've seen online. The big Cass fans are where it's like you know this isn't a real comic accurate depiction of her. I mean, for one thing, she's talking and, you know, physically, you know, she's a little girl and just doesn't look the way we're used to. But I do know that they have a stunt double that does like all these crazy acrobatic things that's supposed to be cast stunt doubles. I think that, you know, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. So she's going to also also the reason I'm not concerned about it is because at the end of the day, we have to remember that for a lot of these characters, this is the origin movie. This yes. is the first time we're seeing them. So, like, by the end of the movie, she could, you know, be on her way to becoming the cast from the comics. Like, we don't right. know. Because, I, you know, in the comics, cast is a little bit older. I think she's, like, 15, 16. You know, Ella is you only know, 12 or 13 or something like you that. Know what? So, Thank maybe you, we, we see. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, even if we see her getting older and, like, getting to that point, I would be okay with that. You know, that's fine. Yeah. But even still, even if it's not, like, the whole full version of Cass in the comics and it's, like, a mixture of it where, you know, she has this, you know, person, you know, a, a new personality, but it still has the elements of it, I would be okay with that because that's, you know, yeah, I mean, it would be something different. It wouldn't be totally, it would show that, DC doesn't go buy comics all the time. You know, they can add a little bit of, you know, zest in, if you will. Their own. Yeah. I do do hope there is some sort of tie-in. Go ahead. I think especially, did you guys get that link that I sent earlier where it was from that article and it kind of like did this timeline of who these different characters are in the Gotham City and and I guess DC Comics period because it was mentioned Shiva and so I think that you know Shiva might pop up and then all of a sudden we're gonna see Cass as you know this fighter and everybody's gonna be like wait where'd that come from so I think that there's still a chance maybe Shiva will like maybe Shiva could like train Cass or something well she's her mom and with everything that we already know about Cass she, you know, she's a child-trained assassin by her father. And so I think that's why some of the big cast right. are really right. upset because that should have already been established. But I think that there's a chance that that could still be. They just haven't showed us yet. And in the movie, yeah. she'd be like downplaying that side of her. Well, like he said, they haven't shown us a lot, which is a good thing because we're not totally right about what we know yet. You know what I mean? So who knows? And I Hopefully like being like that. Do right by her. For me, I think I'm most excited to see Cass because, I mean, I've read her in the detective comics when Batman had the whole yeah. Bat family and rebirth. But oh, yeah, I, I think like for them. me, I think I'm excited because when y'all were talking about her in the group yesterday, y'all were saying that she was mute. I didn't know that she was mute. For me, watching yeah. this trailer, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about her origin or how she becomes mute or anything like that. So, and with them not showing us a, a lot of her, and it's just little tidbits of her, I really think she is probably like the special sauce or like the key right. of her, of her really unlocking her origin and her unlocking who Cass really is. Maybe she becomes mute by the end of this. Maybe that's gonna probably be like the big tragedy 
uh, birds of prey of this group. They come make this bond as this friendship. They fight together. But maybe by the final act of this movie, something really happens to her where she does become mute. And then she yeah. really steps yeah. into her role for yeah. the future. And that's just my prediction because, like I said, I don't even know nothing about her. I mean, I know from detective comments, well, y'all shook me up when y'all told me this little girl was mute. So it kind of yeah. has to be <laughs> No, I was really shook. I was at work. I was like, she's mute. What do you mean she's mute? And I'm, I'm going to go research about it and try to find comics of that explaining that because I'm very interested. But I feel like they're going to give her, give us this kid who's, getting rescued by this big villain or this big uh big character harley quinn you know harley's probably gonna show her the way and everything like that but i feel like that's probably gonna be a tragedy that happens in this movie that's gonna be yeah. that emotion behind it for the group and that'll probably be something yeah. that we'll and have that like be later the best the best case scenario if they tie it all in you know yeah right I mean, even if they don't do it at the end of this movie, they could always, like, in the sequel, they could start to sow those seeds. Like, they could, like yeah. you know, maybe this movie... Because, like, I don't necessarily have a problem with them giving Cass more of a personality, because in the comics, she is very, like, rigid and, like, you know, stoic. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with the personality, because, I mean, it, you know, it makes her character more interesting. My main problem is just that she is not... And I, I'm, you know, and I think... Some people were like, "Well, it would be really like good representation to have like a mute character," and, and it would. So I, so I, I, I think that is you know another problem. But my biggest thing is just like the martial arts. I feel like she needs to be like a really yes. big fighter. Right. Um. And so if it's but obviously you know at this age it makes sense that she wouldn't be like super you know confident. Mm -hmm. And also, so another another thing somebody said is like. They they probably didn't want to because I mean I don't know how many of you guys have seen Logan but in Logan you have the same exact situation it's a little girl who's like the best fighter ever and like right. they they maybe felt like people were gonna be like this is copying Logan you know even though they see the first in the comics but whatever mm -hmm. um you know so I, I I can understand why they made the change you know I mean I I, w I wish it was more of the cast from the comics but I do understand you know where they were coming from. Yeah, and just Logan. Then you have in Deadpool too. The little kid was central to the whole story. Yeah, you and know, then in Stranger Things, you have Eleven. So yeah, yeah. Maybe they were just trying to be different, like you know. Yeah, different, fresh. Yeah. Uh, definitely, given all the benefits of the doubts, and I know it's gonna be awesome regardless. But I do have to say, you know, as a fan of Cast, that one is probably the only one that's kind of like. Uh, like, I wish that there was a little closer to the material, yeah. but we haven't yeah. seen the movie, so I wouldn't yeah, dare. I think every, no. Yeah, I think I think everything else is perfect. Cast is the only thing I'm just like, I'm not sure. But, right I mean, it. I don't dislike it, but I'm just not sure. Just a little worried, right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair, but we'll see it, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Um. Okay, so going along with that, the next scene we have in the trailer is Renee, like we see, I think this is, I think she like quits her job. So like, yeah. like we see her put the badge on the table and we see her throw the papers in, the in like somebody's face. And Harley says you're building a case against them. So I wonder if she, you know, we see that all the time in movies where like the, like somebody gets fired from like their job as a police officer or detective or whatever. And they're like, I'm still going to build a case because I, I, I want to, and maybe they'll give me my job back if I'm, if I, you know, get it right. So yeah, like this could be something maybe, like that. Maybe right. Roman is like a big time, like, you know, boss Criminal. like has tie-ins with yeah. the cops and then like she like harley says you're stupid enough to be building a case against him maybe that was like a big no-no like kind of like a good cop bad cop situation where like 
Yeah. Some cops find find money and like they turn it in, and some cops find money and they fucking steal it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. It could be. And she quits because she can't do the work that the honest work that she wants to do. Yeah, that would make sense. I wouldn't do it for that. And uh, she's also the and from the original what was that that little snippet they showed us, and they might have talked about it out loud, but she's also an alcoholic. So she's a laughing stock of the police force. Oh, she's okay. a woman. I think she's like Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know oh, that either. Yeah. When you look at that very first uh that little snippet video they did of the costume test, they everybody had a little prop and Renee's prop, <laughs> she had like a box of alcohol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, well, that so makes that sense I do remember that, but I just didn't, you know, put the two and two together, cause... I guess. When she's leaving the office with the box in her hand, all the all the cops around her are like laughing at her and like kind of like yelling into the void. Yeah. Yeah. So between being an out lesbian, an alcoholic, you know, female woman of color, like all this stuff is against her. And now she's leading this thing against one of Gotham's, I guess, biggest crime boss now. So Mm -hmm. she got a lot to prove. Didn't they say that like um, I don't remember if this is ever confirmed, but didn't they say that like Ali Wong is playing like her girlfriend or something? Like her. She's wife in the movie. Like yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think I remember. The um, I was hoping that, I that love, was Shiva. <laughs> I love. Yeah, I love Ali Wong, so I hope so, because that would be like perfect. Um, it's any anything with Ali Wong is just like perfect. Like, yeah. Um, but. Uh, so we go to the next shot, and then we have Oof. this is okay. This is full <laughs> first look black mask, his suit, so his, good. his gloves, like everything. He just looks so good. Scary. Like, <laughs> like he mean, looks damn good. Stuff, like for, for all the stuff people are saying about them changing the comics, I mean, he looks like he walked off the comic page. Right. right. Here. Like he looks so perfect. Um, and so I just I really like it. I really enjoy it. I like the mask. I like you know that it, it it's like. It already you can already tell like that it's like fit to his face so that when it gets fused to his face, it's not gonna look like super crazy like because it already is like form fitting. I, I just really like it and I love, I love like it. the old school like cars and like you know kind of yeah. like reminded me of like Batman Returns. I just love it. This shot is great. This thing gives me uh him just coming out saying like I hate to say quote from Thanos but I'll do it myself type mood like this four <laughs> right. days yeah. like, since you since my minions can't get it right let me go do this myself and let me you know get clean real quick and show you how it's really done but he looks really really yeah. good on this like I'm excited to see his character really oh my god me too like almost yeah, that he looks so good like almost like the black mask persona is just like his last resort the last like he wants to be this charismatic, almost charming mob boss who doesn't really want to get any into anything. Right. But then he but then he has when he's get pushed to that edge by the birds, then that's when he has to throw the yeah. mask on and everything. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Same. Um so we have uh this next shot. This is from the Diamonds video, which <laughs> I love it. Uh, like the side of like the minions, like they all have like like Coming slightly out. cheaper masks, like yeah. you know, and like like I love black masks. It's like you can have this one, like this. One. <laughs> um, and you can see like the the like circus thing moving. Like so I guess this is like when Har- when they first come into that you know setting, 
um, you know, they, they, yeah, they first have their, I'm, I'm guessing this is like at the end of the movie. Like this is like the last fight of the movie. Um, so yeah. Um, then we have this, this scene where like, you know, Harley's like, we we're going to have to work together. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Like, sure. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and yeah, I love Harley's little, like, yes. yes. Like, that's so cute. <laughs> and then we see the um, mask lowering down, and it looks, he looks so good. Yeah. He looks fantastic. <laughs> Great. Something for the um, summertime, something for the girls. We're getting ready to party is that an artist or just a random person? That's that's Sweetie, the, Sweetie. the rapper. <laughs> Some for the girls to get ready to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this scene where the where Harley, Cass, and Bruce the hyena are in the car is really interesting. Uh, are the, at first I thought they were like sniffing like like perfume or something, but I think that, those are burritos. Food. Yeah, those are the burritos that yeah. Harley is seeing in the set, set pictures. Yeah, yeah. So. I love. I love this shot because Cass looked like she got a little makeover from uh, yeah. Harley. From and you Harley, can see that yeah. you can see that she had Cass. It's a sticker, so you know it's not a tattoo. She has this sticker of this heart, and then, you yeah. know Harley has this little tattoo of a heart. So I, I'm loving the vibes. Like it's like a big sister, little sister type thing. So it's yeah. like you can see them actually building their friendship and. You can see that Harley is really taking her under her wing. So yeah, it's cute. The jacket's yeah. cute. It is cute. Yeah. It's really cute. I want. Um, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need to sell those or sell yeah. all this merchandise. Um, so this next scene is like so cool. Like, oh my god. So we see Harley is going behind Huntress on the on the uh, roller skate, and then she like leaps up into the back of the car. And takes the guys out like while they're driving. Yeah. I um, mean, and, and I love the way the it's like tied to the, the music. music. Like, the, yeah. Yes. Like, it's so cool. She looks so good. And it's such an upgrade from her action in Suicide Squad. Like, obviously, the elevator scene is really cool in Suicide Squad. But, like, you remember, like, she's like smashing someone on the ground, just like boom, boom, boom in Suicide Squad. And now you see her like fully taking out like four guys in a car, moving car. And, like, it's just right. so cool. Yeah, and I also love the shot. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go for it. I was just gonna say I love the shot where she's like looks back and sees the thing explode. Like, yeah, it's really cool there too. I love it. What are we gonna say, Romeo? Oh. Okay. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but. I was just gonna. I was also gonna say. I think. Um, I wonder what part of the movie this is, because like I said, I think the clown, like the circus thing, is at the end. So I wonder, is this like, you know, towards like the middle, maybe? Like, um, you know, like I wonder, like what, or maybe this is all once. Maybe this is them going to the, to the um, circus place. Like yeah. this is them on their way. That that could, like that's all one scene. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, and then we see some Dr. Harleen vibes. 
Oh, yeah, the psychologically speaking. Like oh, that. yeah. <laughs> you rarely get the catharsis you wish for. <laughs> yeah. And she, but she's like, let's do it anyway. Like, who cares? Like you guys it. ready? <laughs> I like how easily she can switch between, like, Harleen Quinzel and Harley. Yeah. Because, um, um, like, in the comics, it's not like that. Like, she has to, like, like when she's Harleen, she's, like, Harleen for a while. And, like, then she, like, goes back and forth. But I like in the movies, that she's able to just turn it on and off. I actually like that better. I think that Yeah, works. in the comics, I feel uh, like as when she's Harleen, she's very serious. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just part of her. Like, it's her at all times. She just chooses when she wants to cut that side of her on. Yeah. But yeah. even when she's, you know, bad and crazy, she's still doing that stuff, you know, to manipulate people or use or get what she wants, you know, with whatever persona she's going for. But right. that side of her brain is still there all the time, which I love. Yeah. Um, and I love um, this next part where she, you know, like we talked about the glitter mom earlier, but you can really see it here. Like when, you know, it doesn't look like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that that's not going like, to kill the guy, but it definitely hurts him, the impact. So I like that. I'm so, I feel like it's like, you know how you got a paint gun? And I feel like it's like one of those yeah, like, feelings. Like it's like one of those. <laughs> it's hard material, and it's just gonna boom as soon as it hits it in the chest. It all, it's just like it, it's a stun. It looks like he's being yeah. obliterated too. <laughs> right. Um, I love the full you know, shot of her outfit too. Yeah. Who? Who? I don't remember which one of you said like it could be her high and like. You know, be like imagining that this is actually like this is what happened, but it's actually like super bloody and gory. That yeah, would be yeah. cool too. I would like that too. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see some blood, just a little bit. But I mean, if you gonna give a us a rated bit. R, if you gonna give us a rated R movie, I feel like yeah. there's some blood. It's some blood somewhere. Like this is probably be. just what they're showing in the trailer. Like it could be that very much. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't even think it'd be like uh, that. Oh, they show somebody in the trailer with their hair cut off. Is that what you just mentioned? Oh no! <laughs> Wait, really? Oh, okay. well, <laughs> when is that? You freeze one of the frames in the first trailer, I think, where's um, where Black Mask oh, is. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, he's like he's saying like off with his head, like go ahead and wrap that he up. Does the it, hand motion like off with the head, and then they show it. Oh, someone is walking with their head. And we yeah. did get that part in the first trailer where uh, Harley was, I think, what she threw that mallet and it bust that guy's head right. open. That was a little <laughs> bloody, too. So it's some blood in this movie. Yeah, it's going to go there. <laughs> and I thought yeah. that we were supposed to get a red band trailer. Or I guess the cocaine. I know. It. I thought it was going to be a red band trailer, too. I was kind of disappointed it was just a regular trailer. Our yeah. final trailer might be our red band trailer. Like, I I, so if we get a final trailer. Yeah, I I true. So <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like WB's marketing is very, very smart. That's why it pisses us off. But I think that by, I know they just did that new AI deal. But even before that, which from, is so stupid. you said what? I said, which is so stupid. It's so weird. But I think that the marketing is like a smart, very precise, very specific formula. Style. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, and it might not sit right with us, but it's it's smart and it it works. Now Shazam, you know, people had some thoughts and stuff. I thought it was successful. It 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 didn't have to do the numbers like the other DC movies, but I don't know that movie. I think could have used a little more marketing. 
And I, I know some people don't like that they never reveal the family, but I think that that was part of the charm. Like, it didn't have to... I think that would have been, like, revealing Doomsday. Like, I think it would have been a spoiler. I mean, yeah. it's right at the end of the movie. So. Exactly. And it was... Exactly. It wasn't throughout... And you knew that he had his family. You know the kids were in the movie, so that was enough. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, now they have... You know, at the end of the trailer, they have like all the you know shots with the names on the screen, um, and you know most of these shots we've seen. Well, we haven't seen the shot of uh, like Cass at the bar. Somebody said this is like when she's watching the roller derby scene, which we're gonna see in a minute. Um, I'm really curious with Cass, what how she gets this cast, like 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 on her wrist, like her like what happens like that she. Because she, you know, she has it in most of the pictures and like images we've seen from the movie. Yeah. So, like, what happens oh, if she breaks her wrist or like, you know, roller derby? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I also really like this shot of Huntress. You know, and the Huntress name. I think she looks. I wonder what scene that is, but I think she looks really cool in that shot. Um. And I love Harley's so, too. <laughs> I know we've seen it before, yeah, but I love Harley it. Harley is getting buck wow. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Black Canary comics accurate suit that she's had in the comics before. And she we, looks so good. We have the receipt mm-hmm. and she looks fantastic. Um so I was I wanted to ask you guys, who do you think that is that punches the guy first? Is that Renee maybe? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. The brass knuckles. That looks really cool. I like the shot of Zaz too, like upside down. Um, yeah, with the smile. Now we've seen the shot of Black Mask in the club and like her singing the glass shaking, but we didn't see where it breaks. So I love. I, I wonder if she like hits like a really high note or something, and oh, that's yeah. why it breaks. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Would be that. Cool. I think be um, part of the finale. Like yeah. I think that whole stage scene is what's going to pop off some whole plan that they have and it's going to start with her screaming louder than you know what she usually does yeah oh you know what because i i for the longest i feel so dumb because for the longest i've been wondering what like you know the scene where she when harley walks out and like it's raining i've been wondering what that is i think that's the sprinklers and i'm so (laughs) mad i didn't realize that sooner because like she's indoors so obviously it's the sprinklers. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we have the roller derby, which looks really cool. This is from that picture. You know, remember when she had the picture with um with Kathy, like Margot had, and, and I think it looked really cool there, and I think it looks really cool here. I love the Harley roller derby from the comics. So I'm glad that's in the movie. Um, that's gonna be a cool scene. I just love her outfit. I love the black and red, like you know. That's awesome. And yeah. Gonna, I just love the lighting of it. Like it's and, and also Margot, like she just did Itanya. Like so like she yeah. always, like knows how to do, you know, some roller stuff and like so or like ice stuff. So it's gonna be really cool to see her do do stuff like that again. Yeah. Agreed. Um then they have a bunch of like really quick shots, like really quick action shots. There's like Cass hiding behind the hand and like Carly doing like a really cool flip, which I love. I love I love acrobatic Carly. It's always so cool. And then we have the canary cry. Now, 
Journey has said that she really based this off of like Injustice 2. And somebody did a video and like it's the exact same pose that she has with the arm cross and like even her expression yeah, is based kind of off the same. Something. Yeah, so I like that. I think she looks I think it looks so good. Yeah, it really it looks does. amazing. I'm glad and you I love how a foundation power. for this. Yeah, and I love how powerful it is. Like I love how many people get knocked back when she does it. Like, right? I can't it wait to see looks it. threatening. Yeah, I can't wait to see what it sounds like. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's actually come off the ground <laughs> when she does it. <laughs> and it's actually you know, threatening and it, you know, it's, it's actually, actually, it actually they actually spent the right amount of money to animate it. Who, who would have thought? It didn't have to go to the Dollar Tree to do it. <laughs> a they didn't get concept, the special y'all. effects from Party City. Oh, what a concept. What a concept. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I, I'm, I've had a long work day. <laughs> yeah. Um... There's, there's, I love this part where, she, where Harley like lights the guy's beard on fire. That was so cool. <laughs> I was wondering what she was doing. I was wondering what. Yeah, she, did she like set the beard on fire. Um, you know, there's a bunch of. I wanted to rant about this kick with this black canary kick because Grace Randolph was complaining about like the choreography, but it looks. When fine. is that bitch like, not complaining? What is that bitch not complaining? For I think it looks great. Oh, jeez. Like, I think it looks fine. Like, I don't understand what the problem is. Um, um, and then we have this scene of Black Mask and Zaz looking like adorable. <laughs> I ship it. So cute. <laughs> right? So cute. Love the details are shaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the MCU is Quaker. True. Yeah. It kind of makes me think that they're. It kind of makes me think that they're looking out a window, watching Black Canary do that down in the alley. Yeah. Oh, that would be a kind of. Um, cool. like I love this. Yeah. Um, I love this scene of Harley too lowering the glasses. That looks really cool. It's perfect for the end yeah. of it. Yeah. Now you have Birds of Prey, Fantabulous Emancipation, as I like like the title of the trailer because we had to wait for so long for this. Yeah. Um and I love like the glittery like effects in the background too. That looks pretty cool. Um and now we have this ending scene. This is probably my favorite. I love this part. Like just because of the laugh, like the hyena laugh. I think it mm-hmm. sounds so bitter. So does anybody know like is this actually a real hyena or is this CG? Probably CG. That's CGI. CG. Because you you can tell. I mean, I feel like you can tell. I don't know that, but it it looks good for whatever it is. Yeah, yeah I think it looks good. I, I I feel like it. I don't know. I feel like it might be real because it looks it looks real to me. I, I mean, unless it's just like really good CGI. I think what they so. did, they probably kind of like actually had like a a mocap hyena in one stage and then probably just had like a big dog and then probably put right. some overlay over oh, it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, they had the foundation, but they just added to it with CGI. To make okay, it look like sense. a hyena, right. Yeah. Um, 
And she's like, I named him Bruce after this hunky Wayne guy, which is hilarious. <laughs> I'm really curious she, she to doesn't see what know they she's say about... Him. Yeah, I'd like to know what, what they say about him. Like, he's not there. Like, you know, are they going to even mention that? Like, who knows? I'm really curious to see... I don't think we're going to see Bruce Wayne or Batman, but if we do, yeah. it would be so cool if they had, like, an extra, like, cutscene, like, BVS, and we got to see Ben one oh more God. time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not going to happen, but I can dream on. Um, and, yeah, so that pretty much takes us to the end of the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm so, you know, excited for this movie. Like, you guys don't understand how excited i was just wondering too do you guys think that like because i know it's coming out really soon do you think like we were talking about the final trailer earlier do you think we're going to see anything else like or is this it um i think we might depending on like a big tv event between now excuse me in february i think that we might see it because i think you said what it drops in three weeks right february 7th and that's when birds of prey comes out yeah. Well then, yeah, I think that um, I think we like if there's like a uh, an award show or something like that that's not too big, they might put one long, tr- you know, TV spot for it. But I think, yeah, I think now it's just going to be a lot of leg work for the social media aspect of it and a lot of casting interviews. I'd assume we'd see in the coming weeks. Hopefully, hopefully, D Warner Brothers doesn't pull a Warner Brother, and then <laughs> and when you sit down. When, when you sit down to see Birds of Prey, you see all of the cast. That's that's the whole trailers, just the casting interviews and all of that. And then after the last, you know, interview, that's when you see Birds of Prey. So it's really, I I hate to say it, but it's really a crapshoot with Warner Brothers and how they decide to do their movies and how they promote them. I agree. I mean, I agree. I mean, we should have got this trailer like two months ago. <laughs> the fact that it's this late is for real. Place. They literally wait. Yeah, the longest for it. I don't know how, like, if there's gonna be like a another like big trailer since it is like the shortest DCU movie. How much are they gonna give away? Like, right. we're gonna definitely see more like teasers and stuff in the coming weeks, like exactly. small TV spots. That, that could yeah, have I was been thinking. A... Go ahead, Q. I know, I was going to say, yeah, with this runtime, and I just now thought of it, that could be the reason why we got so much sporadic, you know, footage as far as trailers go, because they might not have wanted to give too much away. Right. And, yeah. it might, and there might really be some stuff we don't even know about that might, you know, blow our minds. Exactly. You know? I do feel like that final act is just going to be a whole bunch of surprises like for us and I feel like that's just going to be the glory of the movie because if we don't get another trailer because I don't think they would if the only other big event that I can think about is the Super Bowl and I don't think I think the movie comes out before the Super Bowl yeah. so I don't think we will get any other good like any other new footage probably just like like little TV spots but I hope they don't. I kind of don't want another trailer. I just want to. I just really want the movie so I can just fully enjoy everything that it has to offer. Yeah, I would love some really good like TV spots, but I, I don't think I need another trailer. 
I think I'm okay. Yeah, I think this is good. It's so close to the time now, and I think it was actually, I know we were all mad waiting for the trailer, but I think it's actually good to make it closer to the date, like a month was good because now it's like you know when you see a trailer so far in advance and you're like oh my god i want to see that and then you forget because yeah. it's so far in advance so it's kind of a good timing to get the hype up and running again right before you know release date uh, i don't know about this far i mean this song before but <laughs> yeah. yeah i do think i do think you know if they release the trailer like a year before that's too early so i I think last month would have been perfect, you know, because that's yeah. close enough to like, and like with everything with the soundtrack, I think it still would have been on people's minds. So, yeah. Well, the soundtrack is really good marketing too. That's something we've talked about in the past, but that yeah, that's good because like there's so many big artists that have such established fan bases that like wouldn't normally go see a comic book movie, maybe, and it's good to kind of draw in those people. Yeah, um, but. And so since you're speaking of the soundtrack, you know, um, we were going to talk about uh, the Diamond video and everything, but we, we went on a tangent. Yeah, <laughs> so, we, we so went over time. So, you know, we, yeah, we ran out of we, time. We took up a lot of time, so we, we, we're probably going to have to wrap up. Um, but we are going to be doing, uh, this is part one, and we're going to be doing a part two episode where we talk about like an entire episode devoted to that. So yeah, we, you, know, you guys will get to hear our... Yeah, so you guys will get to hear our thoughts on that. Um, just unfortunately, this time we did end up running out of time. Um, but I guess before we sign off, did, did you guys have any last thoughts on you know, Birds of Prey, the trailer, or anything like that? Go see the tra- go go see the trailer. Go see the movie. <laughs> go, go see Birds of Prey so we can get all of our hearts' desires, please. Please, because y'all don't want to have to hear Key rant another 10 years about how I didn't get my couple properly represented. Yeah, y'all don't want that. I want to say that if you guys want to see a Black Canary spinoff or if you want to see Batgirl with the Birds of Prey or Gotham City Sirens, it's very important to watch and support Birds of Prey. Yeah, very important. Agreed. And um, also, just if you want to see more of these characters, like if you want to see more Renee Montoya, you want to see more Huntress, like go see this movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah everybody said exactly also, the same. Also, go see it because it's going to be really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's, it, might mean, just, it might just be. Yeah. It might just be the best comic book movie of the year, as quality wise. It might just be with all of the intangibles going in his favor. It might just be the. I don't know. I was over here holding my <laughs> like, "Q, wait a minute now. We still got one more, <laughs> like, we got one more, one more, one more big movie, and we still <laughs> ain't got that good old that good old visual of Cheetah." So. That's just, exactly. you know, we're going to the number one spot, and then they'll have two, but I just know when I see my Wonder Woman and my Cheetah go at it, it's a, it's over for any other movie exactly. this year. I'm it's sorry, it's yeah. over. Period. I feel you. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess that can take us to the end of this, um, well, the first part of this episode, which is probably going to be, like, the longest podcast episode ever. Um, but, <laughs> so, um, um, I want to say thank everybody for coming on. We had a really good time. And even though we did go on a tangent, it's because, you know, we just have such a good time talking about this stuff. And we like, we, 
I know for me, I don't really get to talk to anybody about like my DC fandom except for you guys. So it's like whenever we do get to talk, it's always like really fun. Um, but I guess we can end off how we usually do. Uh, just everybody say, you know, where everybody can find you. So for me, you can find me on Twitter, Mikey underscore talks. Um, you know, that's where I talk about DC stuff and other political stuff. So just as a heads up, you don't want to have that. But I do talk about DC a lot, so you can follow me there. And you could find me. I'm Haley. You can find me on Twitter at Lucifina and two underscores. And you can also find me on Instagram um, with the same handle. And I'm Key. You can find me on Twitter at Kersey Lannister, K-E-R-S-E-I Lannister. Everything's no spaces all together. And I'm also on Instagram at Key Levon, K-E-I underscore L-Y-B-O-N-N-E. And I'm ranting there too, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh man! I, I ran everywhere, so it's just I, I'm just one big bitch. Let, let's just put it that way. Well, I'm Mike, and you can find me on Twitter at underscore odd geek. And yeah, I talk about DC, drag, all types of Marvel stuff. So hey, I'm I'm kind of fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I'm Jamari. You can find me on Twitter at Jamari Writes. And yes, uh, once again, I've been Q Kwamani, and you can find me at Twitter at Kwamanstarg. That's capital Q U A, capital M O N S T A R, capital G. And you can find me there. As, and then you can also find me on the gram. On the Instagram, where I per- where I post a litany of thirst thirst trap pics of myself, and um, Quaman Star, just <laughs> no G, it's just all lowercase Quaman Star. And as always, you can find me every Sunday live on Facebook into the Q universe. Me and the Broham, we talk about everything geeky, gamey, and nerdy. And um, you know, you can also find us on YouTube, same handle into the Q universe. And you can find me on Pinterest and Tumblr as well. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I'm everywhere just just talking up a storm and, uh, <laughs> and, and having people laugh at my bad jokes. So. <laughs> and we also had a couple people get off of this episode, so I guess I'll handles for them um so first we have tabitha so you can find her on twitter uh, i'm not sure if she's on instagram but you can find her on twitter at tab casey with three y's um and you know i, I, I love her account she's she tweets a lot of good stuff and then we also have had romeo where you can find uh santa claus kiss on, on twitter um and so thank you guys so much for listening Bye. The French are glad to die for love. They delight in fighting duels. But I prefer a man who lives and gives expensive
jewels. A kiss on the hand may be quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. A kiss may be grand, but won't pay the rental on your humble flat, or help you at the automat. Men grow cold as girls grow old, and we all lose our charms in the end. But square cut or pear shape, these rocks don't lose their shape. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Tiffany's. But get that ice or else no dice. He's your guy when stocks are high. But beware when they start to descend. It's then that those louses go back to their spouses. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. That are strictly platonic, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. And I think affairs that you must give will sonic a better bet. If little feds get big baguettes, time rolls on, and youth is gone, and you can't straighten up when you bend. But stiff back or stiff knees, you stand straight 